Sports Presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school football. Second down at 11 yards to go. Westland still the quarterback. Fakes the handoff. The lefty wants to throw. Dumps it over the middle. Wide open. Kingston touchdown. Craig Kingston just sat right in the middle. And he hauls it in for a 16-yard touchdown. Tonight, the postseason begins in Pleasanton as the Bulldogs welcome in the Mullen Broncos. High school football on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Westland Standing at his own goal line to take the snap. Pates in motion from left to right. Fake the handoff to Went. Keep it himself. Looks for a block. Gets one, and here he goes. Tice to the 20. Can he outrun him? 30-40. It's a foot race, and Tice Westland will take it all the way for a Pleasanton touchdown. That's a 75-yarder for Tice Westland. These two programs have claimed the last two D2 state runner-up trophies. Mullen has won six of their last seven, while Pleasanton will try and bounce back from their first defeat of the season last week. It's the Broncos and the Bulldogs coming up next. But first, it's the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. We'll join ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter live from Pleasanton right after this word from Hogemeyer Hybrids. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Good evening, everyone, and welcome here to Pleasanton as the last two teams that were state runners up in the state football playoffs here in Class D2. They're going to hook up together, so a lot of tradition here between Pleasanton and Mullen. In fact, uh, a a lot of history uh, because uh, the uh, head coach for Mullen actually played against Pleasanton back in 1990 when they actually won the state tournament. Last two times, the last time these two teams got together in the playoffs, it ended up being a two-point conversion being the difference and a 28-27 win for Mullen in a year that they won the state championship. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Joining me today, Scott Mooring. And, and Coach, this is a, a team that uh, both of these two teams, they know who they are. They know what they want to get done out there on the football field. Absolutely. The uh, widespread offense of uh, Pleasanton, try and sling the ball around, get the uh, ball out to their playmakers, and then uh, quite the opposite from Mullen. Uh, you know, traditionally uh, a ground-based attack. Uh, if they threw in the past, if they throw three or four passes a game, uh, that was pretty good for them. This year, they're a little more uh, wide open, but they're still Mullen. They still do what they do best, which is run the ball. And uh, that was something that, uh, quite frankly, Pleasanton had a problem with last week. You know, you get in trouble when you kind of compare scores, but you can compare scores for Mullen and and uh, Pleasanton against Sandhill Stedford. Sandhill Stedford and Mullen got together week number one. That was a 44 nothing win for Sandhill Stedford. And as we all know, last week, things just got up to a very, very bad start for Pleasanton, and they fell uh, to uh, St. Hills Fedford 77-24. to It really snowballed last week on the Bulldogs. That's a taste in their mouth. They want to get out because they turned the ball over, uh, failed to get it on fourth and inches, and just all sorts of things compiled on them. They fell behind early, and they just really changed their entire game plan at that point. Right, and it's going to be a little bit of a mental barrier to, uh, to get over that in the first uh, few minutes of the ball game is which 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 team's going to show up for Pleasanton, the one that just, uh, you know, things didn't, they, they snowballed in the wrong direction real fast last week, or is it the team that they've been all year long? So they're going to have a little bit of a mental block to just jump over that hurdle. And uh, Unfortunately, they're going against a pretty solid Mullen team. Um, you know, it's tough to tell 
Game one, Mullen played Sandhills, uh, Thedford, and now game eight, Pleasanton played Sandhills, Thedford. So you, you, you don't know how teams evolve over the year from one game to game eight. So uh, it's going to be quite an interesting ball game I think we have on hand. And uh, Mullen did stub their toe at Garden County. Uh, 44-34, that is why we're not Mullen today, or Mullen is not hosting a playoff game today uh, as uh, Pleasanton started off 8-0 and before they fell last week to Sandhill Stedford. That's why the Bulldogs have this. And also a kind of a unique thing, and we might as well point it out early, after the game today, the winners today, they're going to just, that's your list of 16 teams, and you're going to reseed it throughout the entire state at that point. So it is possible right now, Pleasanton is number 12 in the state. Sandhill Stedford, in terms of uh, wildcard points, is number five in the state. We don't want to speculate too early. It's way too early for that, but there is the potential for that sort of thing to happen. But it's interesting that they're going to reseed this when they're done after tonight. Right. A lot of the uh, power schools in the East have probably said that this is a long time coming, and then uh, some of those schools in the West are like, well, we still like sending our best team to to Lincoln. And uh, the teams in the West, those power teams like Mullen a few years ago, uh, they've had success down there. So... It's going to be an interesting uh, new ball game next week for all all eight-man schools. And there might be a lot of travel, but both of these two teams don't mind gassing up the bus. But first thing they got to do is get past each other tonight. You're listening to our pregame show, brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Hybrid seed dealer. We're going to step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll talk with Mullen head coach Wade Marsh right after this timeout. I like small towns. This is home to me. I can't imagine being right. anywhere else. There's a sense of, of camaraderie helping whenever you uh, can. They're there because we Doug's are more caring because of that. Because you know, so we you might be able to find him in uh, in his sent friends. emails to me. When you hear that you else. have metastatic breast cancer, you get knocked down. Well, that's a damn problem. Either you <laughs> stay down, I can or you pick minutes, yourself up and you keep going. We are Nebraskans, and we are ultimately a family. It goes from there. Carlene is one of those that says, just do it, and who will talk, and who will joke with you, and who will uh, cry with you. One of the things that I truly love about Mary Lanny is that we are an independent hospital. We don't have somebody out in California telling us how to run our hospital. At Mary Lanny, we can make things happen. I'm Carlene Springer, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think Husker Power products. Your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power products of Hastings. Your full-service irrigation engine headquarters. Now, also located in Sutton. Five Points Bank has been proudly serving the Tri-City area for decades, and we are continuously finding ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable. We offer the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Our innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Stop into the Better Bank to learn more today. 
Whatever machining you need done, large jobs or small, see Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a general machine shop serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Get it done right. Get it done by Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes in and out of the game. Teamwork is like a good running machine. It takes a lot to work as a team and a lot of parts to run the machines. Hand Machining knows about teamwork and hard work. So trust your machines to the professionals at Hand Machining in Pleasanton. Welcome back to the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here for our start of the playoff season in Pleasanton. The Bulldogs welcome in one of the all-time powers in high school football, and that is Mullen. And now coaching once uh, he played for him, then his boys played for him, and now he's taken over the program, Wade Marsh, in his second year, and he joins us here on the pregame. Coach, great to catch up again. How are things with the Broncos? Oh, doing pretty well. You know, knock on wood, we're... We're staying healthy, and we got a got another kid kind of healed up, ready to go for this week. So, so we're excited and and ready to go for Thursday. Coach, what's it like coaching your alma mater? It's a, it's a ton of fun. I mean, that's something. Clear back in high school when I was playing here, I kind of had my eye on on maybe someday being able to help out with the football program, and things kind of shook out that way with Coach Fife retiring a couple years ago, and and me being able to step up. And I'm just having a ton of fun with it. It's it's great to be around the guys every day after school and and taking the trips and stepping on the field with them, and, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Well, before we kind of look at how this season played out, we all know a little bit, especially in this part of the country, uh, how things ended last year. You got in, you had one of those big upsets. It kind of threw the D2 bracket out. Pleasanton was maybe one of the schools that benefited out of that. How important was what you guys did in the playoffs, just qualifying and doing what you did to set you up for this year? Oh, it really was. I mean, it was, it was really nice to send our seniors out, you know, with a little better taste in their mouth. We had a tough season last year. We were we were beat up and lost some couple close games we shouldn't have, and and those guys were coming back from a runner-up team. So, so they had a tough senior year. So it was kind of nice to send them out. But it, like you said, at the same time, it was nice to to get our younger guys playing and get them a a win and and advance in the playoffs and and kind of get that under their belt. So hopefully. We've got a little confidence coming in this year, knowing that we've been here before and done it with some of these guys. We're talking with Mullen football coach Wade Marsh here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Obviously, we know what you were able to do as a player. Mullen loves to run that football and uh, have done it for years and years. Does Mullen look any different uh, offensively, defensively with what you're doing than what we've seen over the last maybe 30 years? Bits and pieces. I mean, we're still going to hang our hat on on getting in the I formation and and running power, so I mean, we've got a, a pretty good running back back there. We haven't got him a ton of carries this year, but he's he does a good job for us. But we we do have the ability to to spread out and throw the ball a little more. Clayton Moore's really come into his own at quarterback and and has made some pretty good decisions for us. And and you know we're we're running a little bit of option with him. He's a smart kid, and we've got got the ability to run a little option. We haven't really done much of that in the past, but it's just kind of kind of playing to our abilities but you know for the same for the most part we're going to look the same as we have for the last 40 years with with a few wrinkles in there line play uh, obviously became big a lot of folks are going to be referencing pleasanton's first loss last week to sandhill steadford who obviously uh, you're familiar with the way that the season ended for them last year started for them this year how would you can say uh, how would you say your line compares to some of the teams that you've played and pleasanton's line here tonight well, that's kind of tough to say. You know, we've got 
we had one kid coming back from last year and we've got a couple new pieces in there this year um they've they've really come along and played pretty well as the season's progressed was was the main thing we just needed to get some snaps for a couple of those guys they'd been hurt you know and missed some jv time and just missed a lot of snaps their first couple of years so you know we're we're progressing i wouldn't say we're where i would want us to be but we're getting better every game and that's that's all we can ask and we've got some size and some ability there it's it's starting to come together we're running the ball better doing a little better job in fast pro so you know we're coming along there but we can always get better in the couple close games that you've actually had this year, what would you say Garden County, and, and maybe Layton wasn't all that close, but at least they're a team with a winning record. What would you say some of the keys were in competitive games that got you into the fourth quarter? Oh, that Layton, or the, yeah, the Layton game, you know, we came out and it was, I think, 16-14 into the first. And we knew they'd come out and play well, and and we turned them over a couple times and I think put 30 on them in the second quarter. So we kind of, Kind of got them out of their game plan. They came back and played us a little tighter in the second half. But we did a really good job of jumping on those guys early and kind of getting them out of their game plan. Uh, Garden County, we just we knew that was going to be a fight because they run dive option and and you've got to be disciplined and tackle well. And and they're kind of you know Coach Dorman out there is the same boat. They're running the same stuff they've been doing for quite a while. And and we just didn't get off the bus very well that day. We had it. It was a two-point game, I believe, and they scored one right there within the last minute. But you know, we were we were definitely competitive. It felt felt like it was a game we gave away, and at the end of the day, probably cost us some positioning in the playoffs. But you know, it is what it is, and we just had to move on. But you know, we we didn't back down those games. We played hard the whole time, and and that's all you can ask. Wade Marsh, head football coach at Mullen, with us for another minute here on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. As Coach kind of pointed out, this is the last two teams that were the state runners-up, and somebody's got to go home tonight. Coach uh, Pleasanton showed a new look last week with that Wildcat formation against Sandhill-Stedford. What are you expecting from Pleasanton tonight? You know, to be honest with you, I've been helping an assistant coach here for four or five years and second-year head coach, and these guys run a a ton of different plays out of a bunch of different formations. Um, I would expect to see the Westland kid back there running a little wildcat. You know, they will run out of the ice, some run a little option. They run some spread run, throw the ball pretty well, um, really multiple on offense. So we're, we're just kind of preparing for it all. So we don't get caught off guard the best we can, but you know, to be honest with you watching film, it looks like they come out every other game and, and kind of, tend to attack a team a different way so we've just got to be ready for that and and uh, do the best we can and coach finally as you mentioned with Tice Westland uh, this is a team that can throw the football the farther west we get the less we think about chucking the ball around have you played anybody this year that can throw the football around a little bit that might prepare you for this not probably as well as these guys throw it we've played some that that have tried to throw it a little bit but you know a quarterback couple receivers they have and like the Westland kid gets downfield runs really well it's tough to tackle um number 10 is a good ball player you can tell I believe he might have started last year on that runner-up team um so so this is probably a different set of challenges than what we've seen this year but but we've got some guys back there we feel like our skill guys are are probably the strength of our team so we've got three or four guys back there that we feel pretty comfortable in pass coverage and splitting out and and covering those guys. So, I mean, it'll be fun to see, you know, we've definitely got a big challenge in front of us, but you know, it'll be fun to see. We've got a couple defensive ends that can really, 
turn it loose and get after the quarterback pretty well. So we hope to be able to pressure him a little bit and, and rush his decision making. All right, Coach, great to catch up with you again. And uh, looking forward to having Mullen uh, travel east for this first round of the playoffs. Best of luck. All righty. Thank you. That is Mullen head coach Wade Marsh joining us here on ESPN. We'll be back and chat with Ricky Westlet of Pleasanton as the Hogemeyer Hybrid pregame show continues. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Phillips Insurance Agency, providing crop insurance for over 40 years, handling multi-parallel crop insurance since its expansion into the private market. Find out about coverage available for hail, wind, and fire. Phillips Insurance is crop insurance specialist with a farming background. We specialize in crop insurance business that changes and evolves with new rules, rates, and regulations on a continuous basis. Insuring over 60,000 acres in central Nebraska area. Find us online at phillipsinsagency.com. Or call Scott, Nathan, or Kyle today. And we're back on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show here on ESPN Radio. What should be a pretty intriguing first-round matchup. And Pleasanton, it seems like all their playoff games lately, have had that uh, opportunity to go either way. Coach Ricky Westland joins us here to talk about the uh, matchup tonight. And, Coach, I guess uh, we have to start with the elephant in the room. Uh, it had to be rough on Saturday morning. I mean, you've got a battle of top ten playoff teams that are undefeated. And uh, it happens from time to time. You don't want to be on the back end of a little bit of a whooping, but it didn't start well, and it didn't get any better after that. Uh, what was Saturday like? And that can kind of transition to what this week's been like for you. Well, just the analogy of uh, falling off a bicycle. And we took a hard tumble Friday night, and kind of the motivation was to get back up on that bike and get ready to ride again for this week so the kids can have a, a good performance here against Mullen uh, first round of playoffs. Obviously, you knew that uh, you were going to have some uh, personnel difficulties or matchup difficulties. That's why the offense looked a little bit different, and you never got a chance to get that untracked. It's something that you've had in your playback playbook. We've talked about that wildcat uh, over the years. Uh, what, what were you doing in practice? What did and didn't work for you? And, and maybe even how much more of that is, is going to be in your playbook as we move forward. Oh, I think we're going to keep it in there. We'll try to simplify it a little bit. Uh, it's kind of new to some of the kids. Uh, but simplifying it and able to run uh, fewer plays with a higher, more more reps during practice, it's been a, a benefit this week. So the kids have been looking pretty good with it. We have also have other couple packages that uh, play to our kids' strengths that we're going to be uh, using this week. And we talked about it before we officially started the interview, but just for our listeners here, you had a couple of kids. Tice was one of them uh, that got banged up a little bit there in the football game, but it looks like everybody's at full strength for this one. Yep, they are. They they bounce back pretty quick. Um, just wanted, you know, at the point in the game at halftime when the the injuries are a little, you know, they they occurred. It wasn't there wasn't any reason to keep those guys out on the field much longer than that, and just you know, live to play another game. These kids have won a lot of football games. What did it mean to be 7-0 and and to use that mentality as you come into the playoffs instead of what happened last week? Well, I think the kids have all been through it last year. You know, We struggled in the middle of the season last year, and we talked about Friday night's game. We also talked about last year you know, losing to Elwood and Overton in the middle of the season. And it's a little bit of a wake-up call, so to speak. And you know, maybe if something like that would have happened in the middle of the year this year, maybe we would have been geared up a little uh, edgier when we stepped into the game against Samuel Stedford last Friday and been more aggressive. So we're hoping to uh, reap the benefits of uh, the wake-up call kind of syndrome so you're ready to go this Thursday night. 
As you take a look at Mullen, uh, what do you see from the Broncos? Here's a traditional powerhouse, and I think one of the cool things about this is if, if us media folks want to say this, this is a matchup of the teams that were in the state final the last two years, the last two state runners-up, so there's some tradition there. Yep, there's a lot of tradition coming to town. Those guys have been there. You know, Coach Brown over the years, uh, great football program. I've been had the privilege of coaching some all-stars from up that way in some all-star games. Uh, Stephen Dent to speak of, probably the one of one of the most well-known names coming out of Mullen recently. Uh, great kid. It was great to coach those kids. So I know what uh, you know background they're coming from. They're going to be ready to play when they step on the field. I joked with Coach Marsh in the pregame that they're so used to just lining up and trying to run over you. He says that they may have tried to at least diversify that a little bit this year. Have you seen that? Yes, we have. They, uh, they come out and go two-by-two two trips and do all kinds of things. So it's not just line up in a – pack the box and go after the run package, they're going to spread you out and try to hit what they can. Coach Marsh, on the other side, when I brought up what you guys do in that Wildcat, he talked about Pleasanton maybe running the most plays out of the most formations of anybody he's seen, not just the last two years while he's been coaching, but for a long, long time. What does that say about your program, that you can run those plays effectively when you have a pretty big offensive playbook, or is it not as big as it seems? It's it's really it varies like week to week like what package will work good against these athletes from uh, let's say Mullen for example we're trying to see what benefits us so you know the kids can kind of shift gears um, you play somebody let's say big like Overton last year obviously a power eye wouldn't work against those type of kids so we'd have to you know spread out a little bit um, so we're always trying to look at a, a wrinkle to add each week to help our kids out the most. And I'll tell you what, my assistant coaches and our kids, our kids are gifted kids, smart kids, and they can pick up on the assignments and understand the, the scheme that we're trying to run. And we have some great teachers with our assistant coaches here that they can help lay that foundation so all the terminology hooks up. So we're, like we might run a, a counter tray, if you would, out of one formation. Well, that can be applied to several different formations. So the terminology and the kids understand what we're doing. There's not a lot of similarities, but I think folks are going to say, okay, Sandhill Stedford thumped Mullen in the first game, and, and uh, they took care of you in the, in the last game. Well, what happened in between? Uh, what, what's going to be the key here besides not having penalties, holding on to the football? What do you think about the actual X and O matchup in this one? Because uh, as I choked with you, Ricky, we didn't really uh, know that you were going to change things up last week against uh, Sandhill Stedford. What, what, what's the matchup going to look like here? Now they have some uh, some big boys up front on their defensive line, uh, and they have some good bookends for defensive ends. So it's going to be tough to crack that front line there. And also then you go to their second level of defense. They have their whole backfield, fullback, tailback, and quarterback with Clayton Moore. They're all playing linebackers. So we're going to try to figure out some ways, maybe thin them out a little bit, spread them a little bit. But I would I do like some shots going up the middle with some power run. I think the kids can do a great job with that if we can hit our blocks and drive. Just go back to fundamentals. Well, last week, Coach Dinas was talking about the connection he had had at Ravenna and knowing you and playing against you, not necessarily coaching against you. You, uh, Pleasanton and Mullen, uh, Coach Marsh said, man, I can't believe we haven't played more in the playoffs. Went all the way back to uh, 90 in an exciting two-point conversion way back before our time even, Ricky. But you have some personal connections. You just mentioned their quarterback, Clayton Moore. Uh, you may know a little bit more about their team than, than a regular coach on a different team. Yeah, his uh, parents, Rusty and Jennifer, uh, they uh, went to Westland with my sister and I, so we were all on the same track team. So got to know him growing up through college, and you know, great people. And obviously, their kids are great athletes. 
you know, that doesn't, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree there. So, um, more importantly, some great kids that we got to know going through college together. Well, it's a seven ten matchup again, kind of like where you were last year. I'm interested, Ricky, uh, how things are different uh, going into this year's playoffs, considering what happened with your team in last year's playoffs. Yeah, it's like we talked about that a lot last year. It's like you just put the team in front of us, and we got to play them. I mean, you can't really choose who you play when the brackets come out. You just go with what you do. Um, and try to build upon every week. Uh, we're going to start out this year just like we did last year. Last year when we started playoffs, not one kid on the football team had ever won a had ever uh, won a playoff game. They'd been in one, but they'd lost it, but nobody had ever won a playoff game. So that's where we're starting this year. We're going to start from scratch. This team, the 2020 Pleasanton Bulldogs, have not won a playoff game, and that's the first goal we have for this week. And let me correct myself. It's actually the 6-11 matchup, not the 7-10. It was 7-10 last year. Well, Ricky, always fun uh, covering the Bulldogs, and hopefully we can do it again next week. Best of luck tonight. Thank you, Doug. That's Ricky Westland, head coach of the Pleasanton Bulldogs, and we'll be back with the starting lineups for this D2 opening round game right after this on the Hogemeyer Hybrids pregame show. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes this year and wish them the best of luck in the games they play. Call Bailey Drywall of Pleasanton for residential or commercial drywall jobs. From the smallest paths to the largest walls, the professionals at Bailey Drywall can fix it right in a timely manner. New construction or just a remodel for all your drywall projects, big or small, they take care of all your walls. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton. Trotter Fertilizer and Service of Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes and wish them good luck in the competition. Stop in and talk to the experts at Trotter Fertilizer and Service of Pleasanton for everything you need to keep your farm rolling and your crops growing, including chemicals and fertilizer. Trotter Fertilizer and Service in Pleasanton. Good luck, Bulldogs. Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see Trotter. Time now for our starting lineups brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. We'll begin, first of all, for the offense for the Mullen Broncos. On the offensive line will be Sam Coble, a 175-pound junior. Adam Weens, a 195-pound junior, will start on the O-line, as will Sean Simonson, who's 185 pounds and a junior. The tight end is Bryce McIntosh, a senior, 190 pounds. Running back, Spencer Denayer, he is 170 pounds and a junior. Also a running back, Kyle Dufree, he's 140 pounds and a junior. Other running back will be Jaden Emerson. A, soft, a junior, rather, and he's 170 pounds. And the quarterback is Clayton Moore, a sophomore, 165 pounds for head coach Wade Marsh. Now for the Pleasanton Bulldogs to come in with a record of 7-1 and one on the season. At center is Blake Wilson, a sophomore, 6'2", 223 pounds. The guard is Carter Klein, a junior, 6'4", 270 pounds. They really like to run behind him. Wyatt Reese, 6'1", 214 pounds, will be the other guard at end. At end is uh, Cinch Heichel, a senior. He's 5'10", 156 pounds. At slot back, Broderick Pates, a senior, 5'11", 165 pounds. The tight end is Tice Westland. 6'5", 224 pounds, and a recruit for the University of Wyoming. At running back is Trevin Went, a sophomore, 5'10", 176 pounds. And the quarterback is Craig Kingston, a junior, 6'1", 170 pounds, for head coach Ricky Westland. 
And as we take a look at uh, the starters, let's give you some of the uh, leaders for each of these two teams. For Pleasanton running the football, Trevin Went has carried it 74 times for 675 yards and 12 touchdowns on the year. And passing, Craig Kingston has thrown for over 1,000 yards, 52 of 84 in the air, 14 touchdowns, does have three interceptions. And, of course, his favorite target is Tice Westland, who's caught 27 balls for 637 yards and 11 touchdowns on the year. You can see why he is a Division I recruit. For Mullen, they'll do most of their damage on the ground. Uh, Denayer has carried that 108 times for 871 yards on the season. Second leading rusher is the quarterback, Clayton Moore, who's carried it 81 times for 580 yards and eight touchdowns in the air. Clayton Moore has thrown it uh, 48 of 110 on the season, 810 yards, 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. So they'll throw the ball about 13 times per game, and that is way above what we got used to for Mullen for years. Yeah, that's right. Mullen uh, typically uh, throw it two, three times a game, it seems like. Uh, it'd take uh, five or six years for them to get 800 yards of passing, too, probably. Yeah, but uh, now they, they don't mind getting in the air a little bit, but they, they will do a little bit of both. Of course, the bread and butter for Pleasanton will be in the air, but they don't mind running the ball either. A good one shaping up here in Pleasanton. We'll step away for a moment. We'll kick this one off. That will wrap up our pregame show. Brought to you by Hogemeyer Hybrids. Contact Terry and Jason Stark at Hogemeyer Hybrid Seed Dealer. We're back right after this. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox and water furnace dealer. It's never too late to be sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Axman Heating and Air, your water furnace and Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. A place to listen or download podcasts of the game that our Platte River radio stations broadcast from as far back as five years are at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Bookmark PlatteRiverPreps.com. Download the free Platte River radio app so you're connected. We never forget a great game at PlatteRiverPreps.com, powered by Platte River Radio. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. Lammers Truck Line, The River Stop, and Nichols Repair in Pleasanton are all very proud to support this high school sports broadcast. Nichols Repair is a championship quality auto service center. The River Stop is the only stop you need to make before and after the game for pizzas, refreshment, and to fill your tank. Best of luck from The River Stop, Lammers Truck Line, and Nichols Repair, all of Pleasanton. We are very proud to support our area athletes and coaches. Good luck, Bulldogs. And welcome back this to our broadcast. This broadcast is made possible by Carney Towing and Repair. We're on the road here in Pleasanton, bringing you the play-by-play. Carney Towing and Repair is on the road, bringing your vehicle home. Don't get stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-doing towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing and Repair when you need us. We'll be there. Good. The field's actually in pretty good shape. Uh, it is, in the words of head coach Ricky Westland, a little greasy out there because it has been kind of raining and spitting throughout the course of the day. 35 degrees, north wind at about 22 miles an hour, so that makes a wind chill of about 22 degrees here. Our field conditions brought to you by Impact Ag Partners, Craig Weegis and Todd Travis, your local Pioneer Seed Dealer. 
Pioneer knows more about field conditions with top-yielding Pioneer brand soybeans. Impact Ag Partners and Pioneer Seed. Science with service, delivering success. Pleasanton won the toss, so they will receive the kick. Here comes the right foot of Clayton Moore to put it in the air, and it will be picked up at the one-yard line. And working his way out here is going to be Went. Went trying to get the edge on that right sideline all the way out there, and he'll be marked short of the 15-yard line. So he was trying to get to that wedge, but uh, that collapsed just a little bit just a little bit premature for for him to really make a big yeah, return. Mullen had a couple of guys get down pretty early on the kickoff there, uh, but uh, uh, if the ball was kicked a little bit more to the middle of the field, he might have had a chance to get to the wall there. So good job on the coverage by Mullen. Uh, you know, Pleasanton starting down deep in their own end here. And conversely, if Pleasanton happened to have the return on the right side, it would have been a much better yeah, shape. Yeah. yeah. Well, in any event, they're going to mark him at the 14-yard line. So here come the Bulldogs, and they're going to line up in that eye formation, a couple of tight ends. And they'll hand the ball off. No, the quarterback's going to keep it on that right side. And Craig Kingston follows his blockers out to about the 20-yard line. So that'll be a gain of six. A good way to start here for the Bulldogs. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, Mullins coming out in the forefront. And uh, Pleasant did just kind of ran what you know Scott Frost used to do when he's a little senior, fake it, and follow the eye back right up in the hole. The eye back ended up being the blocker there. That was a good ball fake. Got the radio guy anyway. Kingston has carried the ball now 49 times for about two 222 yards on the season and nine touchdowns. So he's not afraid of contact and, and uh, making something positive happen here. Again, two tight ends, eye formation. This time they will hand the ball off to Went. Went on that right side, breaks a tackle, bounces to the outside, and then be tripped up at the 30-yard line. So that's a gain of 10. So move the sticks, a first down here for Pleasanton. Yeah, a little something off the right side there, two plays in a row. Uh, uh, looks pretty good for uh, Pleasanton right now. Uh, the 2D tackles are pretty uh, pretty night and day here. Uh, you got Kate Grosseff, who's 325 pounds, and the other tackle that, that Pleasanton's run at is only 195 pounds. They had to stitch a couple of jerseys to get for to get the jersey to fit for him. They'll hand off. They'll go right on that uh, left side for the big guy, and a gain of only about three here for Went that time out. Yeah, Pleasant against trying to establish a run game here. They're going into the teeth of the wind, so uh, probably won't try and spread it out as long as they're having some success on the ground. So, again, Gosef at uh, 325 pounds. He made the tackle there, gain of about four here for Wendt, but that still keeps you in schedule. Yep, keeps you on track. Uh, you know, you can do a lot of things on second and six. Short of midfield, but a first down will get him right at that 40-yard line. Again, two tight ends, eye formation. Quarterback going to keep it, and this time he's got nowhere to go. He initially was hit in the backfield by Sean Simonson, and they're going to give up those four yards they made just a little bit ago. Yeah, same play. They ran the first play of the game. Uh, Mullen was was expecting it this time. They were sitting on the quarterback for, on, the, on the keep. So that's going to be now third and ten, and we may very well see our first pass of the game here for Pleasanton. This is their first possession. They won the toss. They won the football. The good news is you you get the football first. Bad news is... Your other team's going to be no. making you go into the wind, generally. But they will have that wind at their back in the second quarter. But first things first, we got to try to see if we can move the sticks here. Again, to go two tight ends, eye formation. And they're going to hand the ball off to Went on that right side. And Went is going to get about five yards, and it's going to set up now fourth and five. Yeah, we run a little counter there, the, the garden tight end pull. Uh, they got about five yards on it, so... I think that was one of those, you, you see what you could get on third down, so maybe you go for it on fourth, and if you don't get enough of it, you go ahead and punt the ball away. So Clayton Moore will be back in uh, punt receiving formation here for Mullen. He's the return guy, and of course, kicking will be Kingston. 
Kingston waiting for the snap here at about the 25-yard line. A little bit of a high snap. He has to go back, but no pressure, so he's got plenty of time to kick it. And that ball is going to hit about the 32-yard line. And that is a pretty neutral bounce, which means that's not good news for Pleasanton. It'll be down at about the 31-yard line. And so not bad field position here for Mullen. They'll be starting first and 10 from the 31. That's probably the uh, the ideal thing for Mullen. You, you make them, uh, even though Pleasanton got her first down, you make them punt and you get the ball in really good shape there. And I know one of the worst things in the world is trying to punt a cold football. So uh, there might be a few more of those type of punts tonight. So the same formation Pleasanton's been running out of. Two tight ends, I formation. They all fit in a shoebox. Clayton Moore rolling out here. Pressure coming. He slipped before he got hit by Westland, but he wasn't going to go anywhere because Westland had a beat on him, and he's actually going to lose a couple of yards. It's probably a good thing he slipped there because uh, Westland <laughs> had a full head of steam heading for him. That's going to be a loss of three here for Clayton Moore. Yeah, both uh, both teams have come out in a four-man defensive front. Both teams have come out in double tight, I formation, so... Uh, we're going to see uh, early on who's uh, who's who can handle it up front. Well, they don't have list the heights here for Mullen, but he's probably six foot is more, and he'll hand the ball off, and uh, it'll be Walker who will be met at the line of scrimmage. There just wasn't any room there at all. Nice job for that front line there for Pleasanton defensively. No gain. Yeah, good job maintaining so far. It's going to be third and long, so we'll see uh, uh, with more if they're going to let him throw the ball here. I would assume that they would. And, and you know, he... He's, it's one of those he could either be six foot or six two. It's tough to, to, to judge unless you get him up to next to Tice Wesselin or something like that, who we know the height of. Yeah, we can kind of measure him. So Moore will be in under center. He's going to drop back out of a tight eye formation, and he'll launch it out on that right side, and it's going to be caught by his tight end, Bryce McIntosh. McIntosh will be across the 40-yard line down to about the 32. So that'll be a nice gain on the pay of 12 and then uh, 20 yards. Yeah, nothing fancy there. Both tight ends just ran flag routes. They ran opposite directions, and he just picked the one he wanted to go to. And a Nice job there. Nice, good catch uh, as well. So first and 10 here for Mullen, their first first down of the game. And we've got flags all over the place. That'll be a legal procedure. Mullen already knows that, and they're already backing up here. I think the center forgot to snap the ball on that one. Yeah, everybody else moved. Technically, he didn't commit the foul. Yeah, everybody else guys, did, but it was his seven, fault. Yeah, the yeah, other seven guys did. That was my mistake. First and 15, that'll put him back to the 37-yard line. Probably closer to the 38. Again, two tight ends, I formation, more looking to throw, pressure coming, and he'll roll out and complete it in underneath, and the uh, receiver is going to gain about four yards and harshly put to the turf here is going to be Brendan Walker. Good pressure there by Carter Klein. Took away what they wanted to do. Yeah, it looked like they were going to send both tight ends on crossing routes, but it was actually just setting up a, a nice little tight ends or a little fullback screen there, but uh, good job by uh, the Pleasanton defense to pursue and only make a you know a four-yard gain on that. That really changed the timing of that play, so good work there by Carter Klein. So it'll be second and 11. After that five-yard penalty and then a four-yard gain, and they're going to have a little delayed handoff, and Walker is not going to get back in line to scrimmage. Busting through there is Went, and that will be a loss on the play of about three. Yeah, the quarterback it kind of looked like a reverse starting off, but it ended up being a counter, and Went just stayed home and, and filled real nice and, and made a great, great open field tackle there. That took a little time to get started, and uh, by the time that happened, Pleasanton already had a full head of steam. Yeah. 
I've seen, uh, I haven't seen anybody from Pleasanton slip yet, but I've seen three or four Mullen guys uh, end up on, the, on their backsides just because of, the, of the, the wetness on the turf. Run with your feet under your armpits is the way Coach Wesson explained it to me. They spread things out here. Moore looking to throw, and they'll throw it over the middle, and it's going to be incomplete. That was a little bit of a dart off the hands of Jaden Emerson, that first incompletion here for Mullen, who's now thrown the ball three times on this opening drive. Yeah, that was going to be a pretty tough catcher. He he, he uh, whizzed that ball pretty good, but there was great coverage the whole way. So. Yeah, that's a small window. Yep. So good coverage by the Bulldogs made that pass a little bit harder than certainly the Broncos wanted. And we'll see what they do with the wind at their back here on uh, fourth and about 14. Yeah, that's kind of a – they're kind of in that tough area if you – if you punt, the ball goes in the end zone. You're not gaining any hurt, too much out of it. They got trips spread out to the right side of the field. There's uh, one receiver on the left, and Moore looking in that left direction. Pressure coming. He's rolling out to that right side. He's going to run for it, and he's going to be forced out of bounds well short of the first down marker. He'll be pushed out of bounds there by Kingston, and they'll take it from the 36 where they mark that down to about the uh, 27. So they'll be a gain of nine, but they needed 14. Yep. Good job there in pursuit. Uh, Moore's pretty quick. I tell you what, he got out in the open field. He, he's kind of got that long gate to him. So good job by the Pleasanton secondary to, to close that down. He looks rather sleek in those black pants, white shirt, gold helmets here for Mullen. First and 10 here as they'll hand the ball right up the middle. No, Kingston kept it. He rode that one a long time. I thought the fullback had it. And he tried to follow the fullback through the hole there. And uh, he got stuffed back. That's twice now that I don't know if it was a, a called keep, but uh, both times he's, the last two times he's kept it, the give would have been the better option on both of those. So I don't know if it's a called keep or if he's just not reading that quite. They, right. they, they gained maybe a half yard. And so we'll call it second and 10 here. 519 to go here, first quarter. Both teams, their opening drive, they got a first down. Now again, two tight ends, eye formation. They're all bunched up. Kingston's going to pitch the ball right back and spinning. Breasted through the middle is going to be Trevin Went. He's at the 40, the 30, the 20. He's going to go the rest of the way for a touchdown. Yeah, great job there. That is a 53-yard touchdown. He was hit behind the line of scrimmage, spun out of it, broke another tackle in there. In eight-man football, you break two tackles. There's not a lot of guys left. That goes for 53 yards and a five-points bank touchdown. Yeah, they – Kind of had him corralled for no gain there, and he just kind of did a nice little spin move in the middle of the line and took off, and there wasn't anybody left. So the big play comes with two tight ends, eye formation. And, again, we talk about how Pleasanton likes to spread things out. Well, they're going to go with that same lineup here, another eye formation, another pitch back to Went. Went over that right side. He gets in the end zone for the two-point conversion. And on their second possession of the game, Pleasanton marches the length of the field, the big 53-yard run by Trevin Went. And they're up 8-0 with 4.58 to go here in quarter number one. We return to Pleasanton right after this. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how family physical therapy can improve your quality of life. 
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. And welcome back here to uh, Pleasanton as a touchdown of 53 yards. Now the Bulldogs are going to be kicking off the football, teeing it up was uh, Craig Kingston, who actually went before he was told to. They hadn't uh, set everything ready to play yet. And we'll see if he tees up the ball the same way. Instead of the ball being up and down, he's uh, doing the more horizontal thing. It's laying on its uh, stomach is the football, and they're just going to punch this one, see if maybe we can hit a Mullen player and make something magical happen. And he'll punch it. This time he gets it in the air a little bit, and it'll be picked up at about the 25-yard line by one of the upbacks. They don't really want to get uh, Mullen a full head of steam out there. And uh, ball is returned by number 31, Spencer Denayer, best yeah, running back. I, don't, I, I think Mullen might have noticed that earlier on tape and switched their best player to that middle position. It's kind of odd for your 1,000-yard uh, rusher to be uh, in the middle of a kick return. So after marching down the field, now uh, Mullen will change their formation a little bit. they got two tight ends, but a kind of a choir backfield. Quarterback's going to keep it. That's Moore. He tries to get the edge, and the defensive end on this near side is going to make the tackle. That, by name, would be Trevin Went. That's a nice play there by your DN. Yeah, stayed home a couple times now tonight, uh, just uh, holding your ground and, and maintaining and not letting anybody get outside of you. So, uh, you know, Mullen hasn't uh, handed the ball off yet, I don't believe. I think they just keep running their quarterback. No, they gave, they gave one to Walker. They did. They yeah. didn't give one. Okay. He didn't get any ground on it. But they gave one to Walker earlier. So Moore with a three-yard run here. That's his third carry of the game. A little bit of movement up front. And it looks to me like uh, that is going to be a five-yard penalty here on Pleasanton. Bit of a hard count. The officials do huddle up here to verify. And that's going to be offsides on the defense. So we'll move directly to midfield and set up now second and one. Now, if you're mauling, you can kind of lick your chops here a little bit. You haven't been afraid of putting the ball in the air. You've thrown it three times already in your opening drive. And now on second and one, you can you can try to check this one deep. They go two tight ends, just going to hand the ball right up the, the middle and nowhere to go there for the first back. And I think that's Denayer, and he's got nowhere to go. Yeah, great job there by uh, number 94, uh, Pew for uh, Pleasanton there, just holding his ground and then there was nothing. There was no room to, to get it, get even half a yard on that. It's so pretty. Yeah. It's pretty weird when you don't get anything on a fullback dive. But it's going to be third and a little bit longer than one after that short list. Quick handoff and the quarterback fell down. He got back to the line of scrimmage and that's going to be it for Clayton Moore. He might have got that half yard they lost earlier, but he had trouble getting out of the starting gate there. Yeah, it might have been a quarterback sneak, but he kind of fell down to start off, so he just kind of yeah, that fell, right, that, he fell forward and not. It wasn't there was no push behind it. That right leg gave away as soon as he started to to plan on it. Big down here, you know, fourth and one, Pleasanton. They get the get a stop and get the ball back with the lead. That's going to be some good momentum. So fourth and one, directly from midfield, two tight ends, eye formation, more under center, going to pitch the ball, trying to find some room there. It's going to be Walker. Walker has enough for the first down, and the Bulldogs are pulling at the football. He's going to pull everybody forward to the 30-yard line, so that'll be a gain of 10 here for Walker. Kind of a similar little toss play where the quarterback turns and tosses it and leads the play up uh, to the outside of there through the B gap, so just a little 
power toss type of uh, action out of the Mullen backfield there. And we see this more and more with high school players. Instead of just making that tackle, they're knocking the back for a shorter gain. They're ripping at the football, and right. many times it works. There's nothing wrong with the strategy at all. Low counterplay, giving it to Denayer. He had a lead blocker over there, and he's not going to get back to the line of scrimmage. Just more and more Bulldogs showing up to the party, taking turns hitting him. Uh, as Denaire doesn't want to go down, but no. he is not going to make it back in line of no, scrimmage. He, he's going to be quite a bit to take down tonight from that fullback position, but there was just bodies just banging into him uh, constantly there. Well, he did a good job on that uh, far side of standing him up initially. Part of that was Carter Klein. He was the first one to hit him, and then, like I say, there was more and more guys coming. So two tight ends, eye formation here on second and 10 for Mullen, and they're looking for a halfback pass, looking to throw is going to be Walker. Walker is rolling around, and he's eventually going to be sacked. A combination of Wyatt Reese and Trevin Went making the play, and good coverage downfield as well. There is uh, a loss of about eight on the play, and a Mullen player is down. That is going to be Walker, who is going to throw the ball, but he's coming up. I think he's going to be okay. I think part of the uh, injury there is uh, factored in on the cold, but he's going to have to come out of the game. Our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back to the game of life with a location near you. Yeah, he's, little, he's walking pretty well. I think we'll see him again. Yeah, I think he'll be back shortly. They were just going to run a nice little uh, one-man route, halfback pass to the tight end, but it was it was covered really well out there. Um, it looks like Roderick Pates was all over that, and he wasn't going to let that tight end go anywhere. So at that point, uh, he Walker had nowhere to go with the football. So he had a 10-yard gain, but uh, other than that, he had no gain and then a loss of seven. So here you're facing third and 17 if you're Mullen, as the Pleasant defense has been looking pretty good. Again, two tight ends looking to throw now is going to be Moore. Moore is rolling out to his left. Pressure coming. He'll throw on the run, and it is going to be incomplete. That was pretty good effort trying to throw the ball across his body. He had a had a guy sliding out there, but I don't know, it was going to be a really tough catch. There was great coverage all night so far by the Pleasanton. Uh, secondary. Jaden Emerson trying to come back to the football, but couldn't get it. And you're right, that's a tough throw there for Moore. Part of the reason was uh, Clayton uh, Carter Klein was there putting some pressure on him. He couldn't just sit back there and, and run, and then he had other help coming. So that was good coverage downfield and good pressure up front. So it's now going to be fourth and about 17 here. And they're going to put trips to the right, one wide out to the left here for Moore, who is the only back in the backfield. Snap for him. Pressure coming. He's going to air it out. It's wobbling in the air, and that's going to be incomplete. Good coverage downfield by Kingston, and that will fall incomplete. That's kind of an interesting call right there. I mean, uh, it's fourth and 17. Throw the fade ball. you got to give your receiver a chance to go get it. you got to throw it somewhere close to him. And... Well, you only had the two two guards in the center there, yeah. and the, the end for Pleasanton's coming right away, so you don't have time to. I, I thought at first it was going to be a quick kick, just you know, make it look like a shotgun and let the quarterback kick it, but. You know, you're giving Pleasanton an uh, awful lot of momentum. They, Pleasanton gets a fourth down stop, and now they got the ball near midfield. So uh, this is going to be a big turning point in the game for Pleasanton if uh, they can stick another one in here. Well, the last play from scrimmage was Trevin Went going 53 yards. They're going to pitch the ball out to him, and he's going to go right up the middle, and he's uh, going to be tackled after he gets across midfield here by uh, Emerson. And if Emerson doesn't make that play, there wasn't anybody left. They're doing a great job, Pleasanton, of getting uh, enough blockers out in front to the point of attack, and Mullen just not pursuing very well from the backside. And they're just uh, they're just putting more bodies out uh, out in front than uh, Mullen has to uh, defend with. 
Went already has 79 yards rushing here in the game, thanks to that 53-yarder. They're going to hand it off to him again, and he'll stiff-arm one guy and can't get away from Brendan Walker, and he's going to lose a couple of yards. When, it, when uh, Pleasanton so far, when they're just doing their straight base blocking stuff, Mullen's holding their ground and, and, and maintaining, but when Pleasanton starts pulling the quarterback or pulling a guard, then that's when Mullen has, has had some issues. So I'm sure we're going to see more of that toss power action. Well, actually, I missed both. Went basically was able to slip underneath the tackle and fall forward to get the two yards I thought he was going to lose, got him back. So there's no loss, but also no gain on the play. It'll be third and three here. Two tight ends, eye formation, little counter right up the middle. And uh, bouncing out to the outside is going to be Went. He's at the 31 man to beat, and he's going to get pulled down at about the 24-yard line. So that'll be a gain of 13 and an eyelash away from more magic here for Trevin Went. Yeah, again, when uh, Pleasanton starts pulling guards and tight ends and the quarterback and whatnot, they've had a lot more success, and he was uh, one arm tackle away from taking that one to the barn. So the chain gang moving the chains just like Carnic Towing Repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. From heavy-doing towing to roadside assistance, call Carney Towing Repair when you need us. We'll be there, and they'll get you home. So we'll be first and 10 here. And Kingston's going to keep it, and he'll be knocked down after a gain of about uh, four on the play. Good, solid play here for Kingston rushing the football. Yeah, again, uh, some positive yards there. They had uh, Westland at eye back that time, but uh, he turned into being the uh, the lead blocker on that play. And, and you know, uh, Wentz working on his helmet over here on the sideline, getting, getting that break and working on the helmet. But Well, he'll have a little bit more time to work on it because that is the final play of the first quarter. And Pleasanton driving again. They have an 8-0 lead over Mullen. And we'll return to Pleasanton right after this. Let's do business in the Heartland. Heartland Chevrolet Buick, Lexington, Nebraska, the newest addition to the Platte Valley Auto Pony Express winning team. The largest selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs around. Great deals happen here. Sales, service, parts and tires, collision center, and more. Come see why. We are the fastest growing auto stores in central Nebraska. Great selection. Chevrolet Buick, Ford, Lincoln, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram. The only thing you need to know for all your automotive needs. Platte Valley Auto, Lexington, Kearney, Pony Express, Chevrolet, Gothenburg, Menden, and now Heartland Chevrolet Buick, Lexington, Nebraska, where everybody gets a great deal and a great deal more. Downey Drilling in Lexington is a proud supporter of all the area athletes. Downey Drilling designs and installs complete water well systems for all your water well needs. We drill wells for agriculture, municipal, commercial, domestic, residential, and geothermal loop fields. From the well drilling to the pump installation and service, Downey Drilling Incorporated is your complete water well provider that takes pride in providing outstanding service to all its customers. Online at DowneyDrilling.com. Well, last time Pleasanton had the football, they uh, were able to drive the length of the field. Of course, a 53-yard run by uh, by Wendt didn't hurt anything on that deal. And uh, now they're driving again. They've got a couple of first downs so far on this drive, and we'll see, well, one first down, rather, on this drive. But uh, well-poised for second as they've got it second and five from about the 18-yard line. And Westland will be the eyeback. Under center is Kingston. Hand off to Westland. Westland right up the middle. Bust through a tackle and will go in untouched for an 18-yard touchdown. It's tough to uh, bring down a big running back like that when he gets a little bit, even a little bit of momentum. He's going to bust through some tackles. Well, I don't think anybody even had a remote chance. I don't think anybody got a hand on him. He goes 18 yards. That's well blocked up front. So tip your hat there to the uh, Pleasanton offensive line. You know, Carter Kleins, Blake Wilson. And uh, those guys uh, up front getting the job done with Wyatt Reese. 
And they'll go for two again. Another handoff to Westland. This time he's got a bull forward, and he's going to be bent back, and the two-point conversion is no good. But Westland, with a five-points bank touchdown from 18 yards out, his first carry of the game makes it now 14 to nothing. Pleasanton with the lead over Mullen, and we'll be back with a kickoff right after this. At Friesen Ford in Aurora, we are breaking the notion that car buy-in has to be a stressful process. Instead, we're making it a simple and easy process. Since our entire staff has you, the customer, as our first priority. But don't take our word for it. Here's what our customers have said. Easiest purchase we've ever made. Awesome place to buy a car. Great service. This was a wonderful experience. Experience the friendly Friesen Ford difference for yourself today. Located 20 miles east of Grand Island, just off I-80 in Aurora, or anytime at FriesenFord.com. This is Bob from B&B Carpet and Donovan. So you've been thinking of new flooring but have no idea what you want or need. Let me introduce you to our family with over 50 years combined experience. Russ, Mandy, Donna, and my son Josh. Please come in to see us at B&B and we will do our best to help you choose your new flooring. B&B Carpet and Donovan, where our customers say, that's where we always go. Kingston will kick off here. Again, it'll be bouncing on the ground. It rolls out to about the 15-yard line, and just falling on it is Clayton Moore right there, and that is where Mullen will set up shop as they were having trouble finding the handle on a uh, greasy pig on that uh, greasy field here. We remind you that the Platte River Preps Athlete of the Month is brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. Be sure to log on to PlatteRiverPreps.com. Nominate your favorite athlete for Athlete of the Month. One boy and one girl will be our winners and listed at PlantRiverPreps.com. Brought to you by B&B Carpet and Donovan. And our winners this month include Tice Westlin from Pleasanton Football and Elena Vargas of St. Cecilia Cross Country. Handoff here in a little counter to get things started from the 15-yard line and trying to skate his way through there. Looks like Brendan Walker, and Walker is going to be able to kind of pour over a couple of would-be tacklers and gain maybe about three yards. Yeah, it was Pretty good job at the initial point of contact by Pleasanton, but uh, Walker just kept kind of, kind of circling around there. They just kind of a uh, little dancing act between the two of them, and he got some positive yards out of it. Yeah, just kind of found the the path of least resistance there and gained three yards. But you're right, there really wasn't a hole there for him to run through. And again, Pleasanton trying to rip at that football in this cold weather and wet field. That's not a bad strategy at all. They fake the pitch. Moore is going to roll out quarterback keeper, and he'll break one tackle and holding on for dear life is uh, the defensive end on this uh, side. And hanging on there is Broderick Pates, and Pates will pull him down, but not until he gets to the 30-yard line. That's a gain of 13, and number 14 has got him a first down. Yeah, I think a few Pleasanton coaches were uh, asking for a hold there. It looks like a jersey got got yanked a little bit. Mullen got away with one, which enabled them to get that first down. Their second first down of the game. They had a first down on their initial drive, but since then it's been four and out. They have not yet punted. Now they're going into the wind, a little bit of confusion in the backfield. And uh, after Denea runs into his quarterback, he runs into the middle of that bulldog line, and there'll be no gain on the play. Yeah, the, the the physical difference between Pleasanton up front and Mullen right now is uh, pretty evident so far, I think. Yeah, they're winning that battle. There's no question about it. And a week ago, that, that was not necessarily the case. And Coach Westland was curious how his team was going to respond. I think he's got his answer so yeah. far. They're up 14 nothing. 
Two tight ends. Moore going to fake the pitch, throw the ball on that right side. It's going to be complete over there for Emerson. Emerson breaks a tackle and then pulls the defender forward at about the 30-yard line. Staying with him on the tackle there is Kingston as they're able to get a first down here, a gain of be 22 yards. Yeah, just fake a little, fake the toss one way and run a little tight end arrow the other way. Quarterback fakes and turns around just nice, a little easy, about a four-yard pass is all it was, but there wasn't anybody left on that side there for Pleasanton to uh, make a stop early on. Good work there to hold on there by Kingston. He tried the initial tackle, couldn't get that. They try to cut back in the hole, does Pleasanton's uh, Mullen, and uh, while they're trying to cut back, here comes the cavalry, and he'll be planted to the turf after a gain of about two yards. Yeah, again, slipping. Uh, you see a lot of the Mullen guys so far slipping uh, on the on the turf so far. Again, the quarterback there was falling down on his own before he actually got hit. So Moore with another carry, his sixth of the game, gain of, we'll call it one yard. And again, they'll go with the eye formation. Walker is in the eye. In front of him is Denayer. They fake the handoff, looking to throw is Moore. Moore will throw it on that right side into traffic, and it will be incomplete intended for McIntosh. McIntosh did have that 20-yard reception earlier. Uh, they run a little bit of a deeper uh, flag route there with the tight end. Uh, uh, again, there's there's two or three Pleasanton defenders on that one. When there's only a one-man route, Pleasanton's doing a pretty good job of covering that one that's going deep. 9.45 to go here in quarter number two. Bulldogs up 14-0 on their home field. Again, two tight ends for Mullen. High formation. Moore looking to throw, and he'll drop it right side, and it's going to be intercepted. Intercepted by Westlin. Westlin gets a little bit of a block and a little stiff arm at the 30. He's at the 35. Now the 40 is where he'll be forced out of bounds. I thought I saw a hold on one of those blocks as he got things started, and there is a white flag or yellow flag where that uh, where I thought there was a hold. That's where the flag's at. So, But it's post-possession. If it's the hold, I'm, uh, it I should, saw. It should be. It should be. They threw that after the interception. White Hat tells us it is a hold on uh, Pleasanton, but it will be first down here for the Bulldogs. So they'll back him up 10 yards from the 25-yard line. The flag is right on the 25. So it'll be first and 10 for the Bulldogs here at the 15. I just didn't get a lot of height there on that uh, pass by Moore. Uh, and you need a lot bit more of height to get over the, the tops of uh, Tice Westland anyway. But uh, it was just sitting there waiting on the ball. and. You, he had a guy, there was a wide receiver or a receiver open behind him, but uh, just didn't have the, the loft on it to get it there. And part of it is there's been pretty good pressure on him. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think one of those guys' name that we've said a lot up there is Carter Klein putting pressure on him. And then I don't Wesleyan. Think, I don't think he's had a chance to sit back and no, throw a ball. He hasn't had a comfortable look yet. First and 10 here for Pleasanton, their first pass, and it's going to be a sack. No, Kingston breaks a couple of tackles. He's at the 10. The 15 puts his head down, and he's going to drive everybody forward to the 20-yard line. Nice job there for the quarterback, Craig Kingston, who really should have lost about 10 on the play. Instead, ends up gaining five. Yeah, they, Mullen had their backside in running free. Should have sacked him for, yeah, at least it, he would have been about the you know five or six-yard line there when it was all said and done, but... Uh, good job of staying on his feet for uh, Kingston and, and getting some positive yardage on that. Yeah, it's a positive play when it really had all the earmarkings of uh, potential disaster starting the ball after you get the turnover. Pleasanton's already up 14 to nothing. They'll go two tight ends. I formation. Wesleyan is the uh, running back, and they'll give the ball to him right up the middle. My apologies. It's actually Went who uh, is the running back. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage, and that will be about it. 
Yeah, from the my big... angle, I don't know how a one O looked like an eight to me, but it did. <laughs> uh, Gross up there, the big uh, D tackle, uh, did a nice job filling in there from Mullen. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, it, the last two plays, Mullen defense had a little bit of more fire to it. It seems like. Well. Fairly big play here for Pleasanton. I mean, obviously, they got some momentum up 14 nothing, forcing the turnover here. But I don't want to say you can throw the knockout punch, but you can really hurt Mullen if you can drive here. They're going to hand the ball right up the middle, bouncing to the outside is Blent. He's got enough of the first down at the 30, at the 40. A couple of guys have an angle, and they'll push him out of bounds right at the 40-yard line. So that will be a 25-yard gain, and that will move the sticks very nicely. Thank you. Yeah, good job there. Uh, he, nothing nothing working inside, so he bounced it. Uh, and Mullen did not can keep their contain out there. So it was a good job by the Pleasanton line to keep blocking, and great job by Went recognizing where the opening was. He's tough, he's tough to bring down, and uh, with a 10-yarder, uh, a 53-yarder, a 13-yarder, and a 25-yarder, he's over 100 yards rushing so far in the game. And we still have 8.42 to go here in the first half. High formation. Quarterback's going to keep it. Kingston on that right side will go off guard, and he'll gain about eight. Uh, a uh, misdirection play. Quarterback kind of peeled back and had a lead blocker out there, and he'll gain about eight. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one to describe. It kind of looked like a, a reverse to himself. I mean, he turned around, looked like he handed it off, and just kind of stood there, and then turned around and and, and ran a little counter play with it. Yeah, but you had that. You had the the tight end that, was that coming across, kicked one guy yeah. across, and then uh, was end up being a lead blocker here. Low counter play. Quarterback going to keep it again. He bounces to the outside at the 30, the 25, and that's where he'll be planted after a gain of eight. So they run it to the other direction, and it, uh, again, is successful here for Kingston. Another gain of eight. Yeah, they're doing a, a good job up front. Uh, you know, I mentioned early on, every time the Pleasanton pulls somebody, they end up with uh, more guys to the point of attack, and, and uh, Mullen is not adjusting to that very well. Six first downs in the game here so far for Pleasanton. That includes a couple of touchdowns. They're up 14-0 inside of eight minutes to go here before halftime. And again, a little bootleg here for Kingston. This time, it's not going to be as effective. He's going to end up losing about one yard on the play. Spencer Denayer saw it coming. Yeah, they did a good job blocking the first two. The third one, uh, I think uh, Denayer said, okay, I'm not going to get fooled on this one again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. He knew what was going that time. So it'll be second, and we'll call it a 10. It's about 10 and a half, actually. I'm not putting fractions down to my stat sheet. I'm telling you that right now. No point fives rushing tonight, fellas. No, we are not doing that. Do that for my fantasy team. <laughs> Lost by a half point this week, but never mind. And we got a timeout being taken here by Pleasanton. Coach Westland didn't like the way things were, were shaping up there. So with 7-11 to go here in the uh, first half, it's 14 to nothing. Pleasanton will have its second and a long 10 at the 25. When we return from this timeout, brought to you by ENT Physicians of Kearney. Mid-States Insurance Agency in Elm Creek is a proud sponsor of this broadcast and wish all of the area student athletes good luck in their competition. Stop in to Mid-States Insurance Agency in Elm Creek and see how Chad, Becca, and the entire team at Mid-States Insurance can serve you. They will help you with all of your insurance needs, including auto, home, farm, life, and commercial insurance. Call 308-856-4913. Located in Elm Creek at 121 North Tyler Street. Our timeout is brought to you by ENT Positions of Kearney, taking care of you since 1994. We're located where you need us, specializing 
in you. Some other scores for you. Some finals. Nebraska Christian over Hemingford this afternoon, 24-14. to 14. And six-man action, Tri-County, and no problem with uh, Southern. That was actually a forfeit, one nothing. Yep. Uh, and uh, Loomis with a 52-16 win over Layton earlier today in Loomis. And St. Mary's had no problems with Sandhills Valley. I formation here, second and 10. Kingston looking to throw, looking for Westland, and it's caught at the five into the end zone for a touchdown. Just a little bit higher than the defender could go, and a great catch there in traffic by Westland, and Kingston put it right on the money for a five-points bank touchdown. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really nice ball there. You throw it where your guy can get it because if that was two inches shorter, uh, that's deflected. That was really pretty good coverage, but... There was only one guy that was going to catch that ball, and it was uh, Tyus Westland. So Westland goes in from 25 yards out. Great throw by Kingston. And Kingston will keep the football. He will not get the uh, the two-point conversion, but I think his face mask was pulled on the tackle, which means that they will go half the distance from the line of scrimmage, well, actually from that spot, and we'll have another do-over here. Yeah. So the Broncos do the face mask, and they're going to mark that from the original line of scrimmage, not the tackle at the five. Get that at the one and a half. So, again, that makes makes a difference. Yeah, it does. You're one and a half yard large closer for the two-point conversion here. Bulldogs already up 20 to nothing. Under center is Kingston. He's going to keep it himself, and they're going to push him from behind, and just about everybody with a red jersey is in the end zone, including Craig Kingston for a two-point conversion. So the beautiful pass from Kingston, caught by Westland, and then he dances into the end zone, a 25-yard touchdown, and then the two-point conversion. Pleasanton's out on top, 22 to nothing. 7.04 to go here, second quarter. We'll kick it off right after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in, Carney Towing and Repair. Well, that really was a beautiful pass from Kingston to Westland. Both ends of that were very good. As coverage was good, yeah. but throw and the catch were even better. So now they'll kick it off, and it's bouncing around at about the 20-yard line. And uh, just right up the middle trying to make something happen here is going to be Denayer. Denayer will bring it across the 30-yard line about to about the 31. And again, the two-point conversion. Let's not forget the importance of those here. There is a flag down on the tackle. Well, those uh, those come in handy, uh, especially if you're getting them. It uh, turns a an 18 nothing game to an extra, you know, 24 nothing. And by the time you get in the 30s, it's an extra score there. So, you know, if you score two times or three times and don't get it, it's a big big factor if the other team is getting it. So ball spotted at the 31 yard line here, and uh, Denayer will spin after gaining about five yards and. Will end up getting about five. He got planted out in mid-spin there. A lot of help coming. That's a pretty quick defense. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, pretty pretty athletic uh, kids there for Pleasanton uh, in their linebacking core. That is the first positive run for Denayer here tonight. His first three carries, 0-0-0. Zero, zero, zero. 
So he's got a license to kill with a triple zero. I think that was my grade point average first year of college. High snap. They'll put the ball in the belly of Walker on that right side. And, boy, that team speed, that's not going to work. Yeah, he lost a couple of yards on that play, and there was just everybody. They released everybody from the dog pound there. Well, when you get a when you get a D line that's as big as Pleasanton is, it eats up space, and that gives Tice Wesselin, your best player, a chance to roam side to sideline to sideline, and he's making plays all over the field. I mean, they're not going to run the ball up the middle on those big D tackles. So, Wesselin, there's not there's no one's getting a body on him. Loss of two. Mullen now faces third and eight, and they jump offside, and they'll now face third and thirteen. One of the guys forgot the count, and he's uh, heading over to talk to the coach. No, that's quarterback Moore, and that's not the guy that jumped. So a loss of, they keep the third down, but the five-yard penalty will make the, the hill just a little bit tougher to climb here for Mullen. Yeah. They're already down 22 nothing, And if they have to punt, let's say they have an incomplete pass here, if they have to punt, they'll be punting into the wind. They have not punted yet tonight. They've gone for it on fourth down every time and have not achieved success. Moore looking to throw, looking to set up a screen. They'll throw it off on this left side and cannot make the connection to Denayer. Boy, he was just under too much pressure to set and throw that nice little screen pass out there. That thing was set up really nice. There was a, you know, Pleasanton's got some team speed, but uh, that was set up to go for some big yardage on that play. Well, you know, you're supposed to uh, be under pressure when you're throwing a screen pass. but Not that's, fighting for your life. Right? <laughs> that's one thing, but we went by more than that. So Moore is going to punt here. At least he's in punt formation. Gets a good snap, and he'll kick it. And uh, it's going to hit the turf, and then looking at it here is Went. Went's just going to get away from it. And it'll be downed here by Jaden Emerson at about the 14-yard line. So an effective punt into the wind yeah. there by Moore. Yeah, good punt, good roll there for him, so. Um, you know, I wanted to take a minute, give a nice little shout out to Coach Reese down at Loomis. Uh, you know, came out that this is his last go around. So to get a playoff win in your last time in the playoffs, that's uh, that's going to be a pretty special moment for those guys down there. And congrats to the Loomis Wolves. Sandhill Stedford has a 54-14 lead over Axtell there at halftime. So even in the playoffs, that'll be a running clock. 519 to go here for Pleasanton. First and 10 from the 14-yard line. Quarterback going to keep it. Kingston's got a nice little hole. We'll bring it across the 20-yard line out to about the 22. And, again, that, kudos to that offensive line for Pleasanton. They are getting it done. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, they're, they're, they're paving the way to get through that first, that first wave of defenders. Uh, you know, that, that was a, a pretty easy run for eight and a half, nine yards there. I mean, I, I think I could have got two or three out of the deal. I mean, that was a nice hole. Kingston, that is uh, – his ninth carry of the night, Went has gone for well over 100 yards. They hand the ball to him. He'll bounce to the outside, put his head down, run across the 30-yard line, out to about the 32. That's going to be a gain of about nine, and he'll move the sticks again here for the Bulldogs. I think we're just, uh, I think we're seeing a little bit of the playoff experience. Uh, you know, Pleasanton got to the state finals last year. Mullins, traditionally a playoff strong team, but they only have two seniors on the, on the field. Uh, this year, so it's a pretty young bunch for the Mullen Broncos, and uh, Pleasant's starting to impose their will here. Mullen's been in the playoffs 18 straight years. Kingston's going to throw it out quickly out there to uh, Westland. Westland's all by himself, but he's able to bring it across midfield. He's going to gain about nine on the play. Just a quick little pass to a very big, strong kid that's very athletic. Yep. Nice, nice, easy play, too. 
That's something they could do multiple times if they need to. Didn't quite get as many yards as I thought. They only gave him eight. But, again, that's a pretty good start here on this series. Second and two. Two tight ends. Handoff. No, quarterback's going to keep it. And Kingston's going to get a little bit of something-something, but not much. He'll gain maybe about a half yard, it looked to me, initially. Well, they're not going to give him even that. So no gain on the play at all. I think he uh, might have bounced the ball on the turf there, faking it to the fullback, and it bounced right up to him. So it, it stopped the momentum from getting some positive yards on it. That's good quick hands. Must play a little bit of basketball, <laughs> which they do up here. So it's going to be third, and we'll call it two here. 321 to go. Two timeouts left for Pleasanton if they need it. They're going to split Westland out on that left side, and they're going to throw it out to him. He'll make the catch in the backfield, and he'll break one tackle, bring it across the uh, 35-yard line. will be just short of the 30 when he stepped out of bounds, but that's more than enough for the first down. That'll be a gain of seven, just a quick little pass out to Westland. That's just a, it's a difficult matchup for anybody, obviously, but what do you do? Do you guard him? close to the line of scrimmage and then he goes over the top and scores a touchdown or do you play six or seven yards off and they throw a nice little easy catch and he gets you know seven or eight yards just because he's bigger and faster than everybody pick your poison especially when you've been running the ball as effectively as pleasanton's been able to do they're going to split westland out on this right side and this time they're going to hand it off uh to uh, went on that left and went is going to gain about three maybe four we'll see where they Mark him down with forward progress. He eventually is pushed back and then out of bounds. And that's going to be a gain of about four. Good, solid tackle out there by Denaire from Mullen. But uh, the difference in the in the game is Mullen's tackling guys five, six, seven yards downfield while Pleasanton's stopping when, when it's the opposite. Pleasanton's stopping everything at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's a gain of about four and a half. They're going to wind the clock here. Again, Westland split out to the right side. And they're going to throw the ball into the end zone, and he can't quite get there, and it will fall incomplete. That's the first incompletion tonight for Kingston. What we were just talking about there, if uh, Mullen decides to squeeze their pressure up, they're going to try and go over the top with uh, Westland, and that's exactly what they did there in the last two plays. Well, the pocket was collapsing just a little bit on him. So here we are at 2.54 to go, looking to throw again. They're leaning out to Westland. He's hit as he throws it. Kingston is hit, but Westland makes the adjustment to the ball, and he'll make the catch at the five-yard line, and that will be a gain of 22, and he'll move the sticks here yet again. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a good break for uh, Pleasanton there. He was covered deep fairly well, but because the quarterback was hit, the ball fluttered and ended up short, and Westland stopped and made the adjustment and came back to the ball. So a good adjustment there by Westland. And again, uh, Kingston strong enough, even though hit, able to get it off. And so they'll hand the ball off to Went right up the middle. He puts his head down at about the one, breaks one tackle, but they're going to call him down before he snuck out of there the second time. Yeah, he actually so they stopped his uh, forward stopped, progress. Stopped the progress, the whistle blew, and then he, then he snuck into the end zone. Yeah. But he still gains about two on the play after the first down. So second and goal from about a yard and a half out. Clock moving here. 2.05 to go. Still two timeouts left. Plenty of time here for Pleasanton. They're going to run out of downs before they run out of time. And Kingston on second and goal. 
will throw the ball in the middle. That's going to be deflected and then intercepted in the end zone. Moore starting to try to come out with it is going to be brought down in the end zone, I believe. Oh, they're going to mark the ball. Yeah, I they're think, going to mark the ball at the one-yard line. I, I think he, I think he started to to realize I shouldn't run this out, but uh, got himself one foot outside of the end zone there, and it's going to be, you know, first down and seventy-nine and a half yards to go for a touchdown. But <laughs> but we're two-thirds, yeah. maybe. So that was deflected. That was uh, tipped into the air as Wesleyan couldn't get a very good hand on it, and then from there, Moore was able to reel it in. So Mullen. With a minute 50 to go here, they've got to find a positive play here as they go two tight ends. I formation in Pleasanton looks like they want to attack, and Mullen is going to call a timeout. What they had in mind probably wasn't going to work, and it was going to be a safety. So Mullen calls the timeout with a minute 50 to go here. We'll see if they can move the ball forward on first and forever, uh, first and ten. Inside the one-yard line, we'll take a timeout. Brought to you by ENT Positions at Kearney. We're back right after this. Transmission problems, sloppy or jerky shifting could be a serious hit to your pocketbook, or sometimes a simple repair is all that is needed. Maybe a solenoid or a small electronic part. Hi, this is Wayne with TBK Transmissions. We'll share some money-saving choices of whether to repair or replace your transmission. Two-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, foreign or domestic. The only way is TBK. 2520 Avenue Q or online at tbktrans.com. TBK Transmissions, the only way is TBK. Well, good news for Pleasanton is because Mullen actually brought the ball out of the end zone a, a, a nanometer. Uh, they have a chance of getting the ball back with plenty of time here. And Mullen, they've got to find something positive to go here. They're going to go under center with Moore. Hard count. And he'll roll out. They'll throw the ball. And it's going to be complete. And it's going to be enough for a first down out to about the 15-yard line. So there's going to be some uh, space there as Denayer made the catch. That's a big pitch and catch here for Mullen. Yeah, that was a, that's a great play call, and that was uh, that was one little uh, missed tackle away from being uh, state record for uh, longest touchdown ever. <laughs> I <laughs> could, mean, it really was. Been, yeah, couldn't have been, couldn't have been any more than that. So the ball will be right at the 15-yard line, and now a minute 35 to go. A pitch out to the outside end over here, and then that's going to be Walker. Walker down the sideline, going to be brought down at about the 31-yard line. That'll be a gain of 16. And Mullen now has something going. Yeah, something we haven't seen all night, a little sprint option action. And uh, if uh, Tice Wesselin wasn't as fast as he was, he might still be running. That was a, a good job of pursuit, but just a great, another great play call, two in a row for Mullen there. Well, then that will allow them to move the chain, stop the clock here a little bit. Moore, again, a little sprint option, goes on that right side. He's going to keep it himself, and he's going to be brought down by uh, Cinch Heichel. And Heichel will make the tackle after a gain of only about a yard and a half. I kind of thought Mullen was going to maybe try and uh, run some hurry-up offense here. They had two great big plays back-to-back, but they go back into the huddle and let the clock run a little bit. Well, they're still only at the 31-yard line here. Rolling out the look to throw here is going to be Moore. Moore throws it on that right side, and it's going to be complete to McIntosh. McIntosh is across midfield at the 39, so he's going to gain 10 on the play. Now you can start thinking about it. Got a couple timeouts left and 46 seconds, but the clock is running. Clock moving here with now 41 seconds to go. They spread things out. Moore is only back in the backfield. He's looking to throw to the left. He's going to air it out into coverage, and it's going to be incomplete. 
They were looking again here for McIntosh, and they're on coverage for Pleasanton was Kingston, and Kingston's able to slap it away. If Kingston yeah. turns his head a little bit sooner, he's got an interception. It could have been an interception. I think uh, McIntosh was looking at the defender more than he was the ball, and I, I think the ball might have slapped off of his helmet by the end of the play there. I, kind of a weird ending to the play there. Good ball, nice nice height on that. Uh, good distance, too, from uh, Moore. First time all night he's had time to throw. Yeah, really He just is. really sat back there and, and took time to throw that his one. His 11th throw of the night. This will be number 12. He takes the snap. Pressure coming. Rolls to his left. It will throw the ball in the middle, and it is incomplete. And he had to rush that throw because he feared for his life as Carter Klein had him in his uh, had him in his sights. Yep, he was coming. He was coming. With hostile intent. 27.8 to go here before the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Goose egg on the board right now. For the guests from Mullen, 22 nothing is our score. Uh, if I was, if I was and, Mullen, I'd run the ball here and uh, force Pleasanton to use a timeout at least. Well, they got a running back on either side of the quarterback's shoulders, and Moore will stay in. Just a couple men throwing in underneath. Pass is going to be deflected. It's incomplete, Ooh. and they're going to throw a flag on that. I thought the coverage was pretty darn good there for Broderick Pates, but they're going to say Pates got there a little bit early, and uh, he's got a couple of arms around him from his teammates saying, don't worry about it, kid. We got your back. Yeah, the old uh, the back judge there must have saw something going on on the back of that play. But uh, from where we were, it was pretty good coverage. Well, that's 15-yard penalty. And in high school, it's not an automatic first down, but it was third and 10, so you can do the math. Ball will be spotted at about the uh, 24-yard line. So that'll be another first down here for uh, Mullen, benefiting from the pass interference call. Moore looking to throw. We'll throw the ball deep late, and he's got a man out there, and it's going to be caught in the end zone. Touchdown. All by his lonesome in the end zone is going to be Jaden Emerson, and Emerson gets in from 24 yards out. Yeah, it looked like they ran a little hitch-and-go type play there. Uh, good pump fake by the quarterback, and, uh, uh, and the receiver is wide open. Old Emerson was wide open in the end zone there. So a 24-yard touchdown. And now they'll go for two. As they'll spread things out, they'll kick it from time to time, but now they really spread out the field here for Moore. Moore looking to throw, and the pass is going to be deflected in underneath. Putting up a big paw there is Carter Klein, and the try for two is no good. 22-6. to Pleasanton has a 16-point lead here with 17 seconds to go before halftime. We'll take a quick 30-second break. We'll be back with the kickoff right after this. The Big Rack Shack is a one-stop shop for all your storage needs. Stop by their 15,000-square-foot showroom at 3210 Antelope Avenue in Kearney. From heavy-duty pallet racks to lightweight garage shelving, they have a wide variety of industrial-quality shelving that will last a lifetime. With the Midwest's largest selection of heavy-duty steel storage cabinets, workbenches, carts, vices, and more, you can find them on the web at BigRackShack.com or give them a call at 308-234-4464. Well, Jaden Emerson, with his ninth touchdown reception of the year, gets Mullen on the board here with 17 seconds to go, and they're going to kick off into this wind that has died down a little bit, thankfully, because it's blowing right into the press box. (laughs) I couldn't tell if it stopped blowing or if I just got used to it and got cold. Well, we jinxed it because now the flag is fluttering. I can feel it. Moore is going to kick off. I don't think you're probably going to see him kick it off real deep here. And he will kind of squib it, and it's going to be reeled in near midfield. Yeah, I don't know if yeah, that was quite the plan there. 
And uh, swallowing the ball up is uh, going to be uh, Kobe Martinson. And Martinson covers it at midfield. And, boy, you got some options here if you're Pleasanton. Yeah, I wouldn't want to give. Uh, you're, you're not kneeling on it here with nope. 16 seconds to go. Nope, you got uh, plenty of time. you got a couple timeouts. And, uh, you know, you got a big D1 recruit that can play wide receiver if you need him to. Well, so. and you've had a couple of beautiful pass plays. Yeah. And they do split out Westland on that left side. And a timeout being taken here by Mullen. All right, we've seen what uh, Pleasanton wants to do. So Mullen calls yeah. the timeout. Brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney. 16 seconds to go. First and 10 from midfield here for Pleasanton when we come back right after this. Your local Pioneer team is with you from the word go during harvest season and every season. They have the latest performance data to help select the right corn products for each of your acres next year. Results start with industry-leading genetics, but it all comes down to conducting thousands of local on-farm trials to uncover more insights and maximize yields. When it's go time, work with your local Pioneer team to make the most of every acre with Pioneer brand corn products. Pioneer, with you from the word go. See Impact Seed. Coming up here in a little bit, we'll have the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report, but still this matter is not uh, decided what our halftime score is because of that short onside kick that was well recovered by Martinson. Pleasanton's got uh, the wind at their back, and they've got a pretty good uh, connection going here tonight between Westland and Kingston. Westland's caught four balls, and they're going to empty the backfield here as looking to throw is going to be Martinson. Martinson's going to step up, and he'll throw the ball on this right side, and it's going to be complete to Westland. Westland is going to gain about nine on the play. They'll stop things there, and that will be a gain of nine for Kobe Martinson. And are they going to call timeout? There's 8.8. They're winding the clock. And now Pleasanton will call the timeout now with 4.3 seconds left. So this is going to be Hail Mary time here for Pleasanton, unless they, well, why would you call timeout to kneel on it? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, Mullen comes out in the one formation. Mullen comes to tie out. Mullen, and then Pleasanton comes out in a completely different formation. I think the Pleasanton coaches thought there was a first down, and they had a little more time there. But uh, he was he was clearly stopped short, and you know, a second and eight. So the clock should have been running the whole time. It, it shouldn't shouldn't have been paused as it was. Oh, well, they're going to let the clock run here, and uh, we're going to head to halftime. So the clock runs I here. Wonder, I wonder if the officials thought that the clock shouldn't have stopped, so they just decided to run the, the half out. Yeah, they didn't call yeah the because that maybe. four and a half seconds should, yeah. have been, should have been erased. So in any event, that is the end of it. Nobody's yelling at officials right now, so I think we're all family here. We got it all straightened out. But, again, Pleasanton looking in pretty good shape here. They're up by two touchdowns and two two-point conversions. They have a 16-point lead here at intermission, 22-6. to six. We'll step away for a moment. When we come back, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report right after this. About 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted, Mead Lumber was born in Nebraska. So now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design, delivery to installation, Mead Lumber in Kearney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. 
Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox and water furnace dealer. It's never too late to be sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Axman Heating and Air, your water furnace and Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. 36 high schools in our coverage area region each have a page on PlatteRiverPreps.com with schedules, interviews, broadcasts, and links to feature stories. When you bookmark PlatteRiverPreps.com, you'll connect with the place that is true to our schools. PlatteRiverPreps.com, powered by Platte River Radio. Tired of looking at your family as they stare into their phones? Why not give them something incredible to look at, like Mother Nature, while cruising around in a new or used boat from Buzz's Marine? Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, can help you and your family unplug and de-stress in a healthy way on the water. They have sport and surf boats. Deck boats, fishing boats, and pontoons and triple tunes. Whatever you choose, you can't lose. Find out more today at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer at 5th and Central Kearney, or online at buzzesmarine.com. Experience matters. ENT Physicians and Family Hearing Center of Kearney has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head and neck disorders in adults and children, providing the community with otolaryngology and audiology services since 1994. With our main office located in Kearney and six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, we provide the highest quality care. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Blaka, or Dr. Johnson at Kearney ENT and see why Experience matters to us, specializing in you. And welcome back to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. Let's get you updated with scores around the state as well as uh, the scoring summary here in Pleasanton, where the Bulldogs have a 22 to 6 lead over Mullen. On their second drive, Pleasanton was able to punch it in as Trevin Went ran from 53 yards out. The two-point conversion was good. And then with the very first play of the second quarter, Pleasanton's Tice Westland ran in from 18 yards out. The two-point conversion that time was no good by Westland. That made it 14 to nothing. And then in the ensuing drive, as Pleasanton scored in three straight drives, it was uh, Craig Kingston hitting Tice Westland on a beautiful pass, 25 yards out. The two-point conversion was good, 22 to nothing at that point. And then Mullen finally got things going late in the second quarter. They scored with 17 seconds left. When Clayton Moore hit Jaden Emerson on a 24-yard pass, the try for two was good. And that makes our score right now 22-6 to here at halftime. Let's check uh, what's going on across the state. We will start here in Class D2. Uh, Loomis this afternoon with a 52-16 to win over Layton. Over on the breeze, KLIQ, they're just getting started around 7 o'clock here between Kennesaw and Palmer. It is a final as the third seed, St. Mary's, got past Sandhills Valley, 56-18. to uh, Elsewhere at halftime, Sandhills-Thedford, 54-14 to over Axtell. That game has had halftime in Class D1. Over on Power 99 uh, at uh, 7 o'clock, the kickoff here between Amherst and Arcadia Loop City. That should be a pretty good matchup as they just got that one kicked off just moments ago. Number five seed, Nebraska Christian, with a 24-14 to win over Hemingford at halftime. Sutherland at home is leading, excuse me, Cambridge has now tied it. We're tied at 16, Sutherland and Cambridge. They are at halftime. In the fourth quarter, Dundee County Stratton with a 44-12 to lead over Anselmo Myrna. In six-man action, 
uh, for you. Uh, Tri-County over Southern, that is a, a forfeit because of the COVID. And uh, Nebraska City Lords has a 42 to 20 lead over Humphrey, Lindsay, Holy Family. And for Nebraska City Lords, that game is uh, on the road. Laurel Concord uh, with a 76 to uh, 46 win over Thayer Central. That is a final over there in the uh, Eastern bracket of Class D1. In the uh, Eastern bracket of Class D2, uh, some games underway. Fall City Sacred Heart 60 and Fullerton 14. That game's in the third quarter. In the second quarter, it's uh, number nine seed Creighton with a 16 to uh, eight, uh, excuse me, 16 to 12 lead over Osmond. In the second quarter, Johnson Brock leads uh, uh, Allen. Allen's the fourth seed, but Johnson Brock still leads at 20 to four. That game is in the second quarter. Also in the second quarter, Osceola with a 16 nothing lead over Pender in the second quarter. And as a final, rooting Davenport Shickley, the two seed in the East with a 50 to nothing win over Elgin Pope John. Uh, Class A action tomorrow. We'll have over on Power 99. Carney High at home taking on Lincoln Northeast. That'll be uh, over, I'm sorry, it'll be right here on KXPN Radio. Tomorrow on Power 99 will be Carney Catholic and uh, Cozab. As again, the action will be regular season in Class C1 uh, and uh, in Class B and in Class C2. So Classes B and both Cs will be regular season action. Class A will be playoff games tomorrow. And of course, eight man action tonight also is uh, playoff action uh, as they get things underway here in 2020. And thankfully, we've been able to make it through a very crazy regular season and are making it into the postseason, thankfully. Yeah, that's uh, that's the big thing right now. You don't want to end up with a, uh, you know, a boys basketball situation at the in the middle of last year or, you know, a, a spring season that you're missing out on. So uh, kudos to all the local schools and everybody else for getting as many games in as possible. It's not always working out. And I know we had a forfeit, uh, a forfeit tonight in eight man uh, because of that situation. But uh, if you only get one forfeit in the playoffs, I think we've uh, succeeded. Yeah. And, and also it's a 16 seed that had the forfeit to a yep. one seed. I mean, that's as, that's as little pain as possible probably with that scenario. Seven and a half minutes left to go here in our halftime, where currently right now Pleasanton has a 22 to 6 lead over Mullen. And we'll step away for a moment in our Ravenna Sanitation halftime report. We'll give you our halftime stats right after this. I came from a big city. Nebraska's different. Nebraska is one large, small town. Independent and dedicated, Maryland is a big deal in a little town like this. Dr. Zuzak is so passionate about what he does that we just knew that we were in good hands. Like, we walked in there, and it kind of felt like you walked into just a friend's house. I like to translate things into simple, everyday language. Talking with patients about what is going to happen to them, what the disease is like, you get to know them pretty well. It wasn't just about the cancer. It was about us as a family. The people. It's kind of an amazing thing to me. I think it makes me proud to be a Nebraskan. The dedication, for sure. That is true Nebraskan style and the kindness. You could not be in better hands. My name is Tom Zuzeg, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. 
Soil is a living organism that changes year to year, which means soil fertility can vary widely across the field. Don't let this be a limiting factor in reaching your high-yield goals. At Aurora Co-op, they know that grid soil sampling is the foundation to a solid fertility program. Knowing what's going on is important because it helps you build the right plan and utilize your dollars wisely. Aurora Co-op's agronomy experts can help you build the right plan for your acres. To learn more, contact one of their agronomy team members today. Tougher together, we know your roots. In this moment, who has your back? Do you know the name of your insurance agent? Does your insurance agent know your name? Or would you call an 800 number that connects you with who? Another state? Another country? Instead, contact Barney Insurance, your local independent agent with auto owner's insurance. Barney Insurance, trusted people who you can call when bad stuff happens. In this moment, get an agent who will protect you in that moment. Barney Insurance, now at the corner of Avenue N and 56th Street in Kearney. Also Holdridge, Lexington, and Lincoln. BarneyInsurance.net. And welcome back here to Pleasanton. Our halftime score, Bulldogs leading Mullen 22-6 here at halftime. Let's check our numbers. We'll begin, first of all, for Mullen. Uh, Clayton Moore has carried the ball seven times for 24 yards. Brendan Walker, six carries for 20 yards. And Joseph Denayer, the leading rusher, has carried the ball four times for four yards. Overall, Mullen rushing the ball 17 times for 48 yards here in the first half. I think the Bulldogs would take that. Uh, Mullen done most of their damage in the air. They've thrown it an inordinate number of times. They average about 13 throws in a game. They've had 13 attempts here in the first half, all by Clayton Moore. He's 6-13, does have an interception, and has a touchdown. He's 6-13 for 95 yards, a touchdown, and a pick here in the game. Jaden Emerson has uh, two catches for 46 yards. Brendan Walker has uh, two catches for uh, one yard. And uh, Joseph Denaire has one catch for 15 yards. And Bryce McIntosh has two catches for 30 yards here in the first half. So, again, 95 yards in the air, another 48 yards on the ground. So well under 150 yards of total offense for Mullen here in the first half. Meanwhile, Pleasanton has run the ball very effectively. Trevin went 12 carries for 132 yards. And uh, Tice Westland has one carry for 18 yards and a touchdown. Craig Kingston has carried the ball 10 times for 35 yards. So 23 rushes for 185 yards here for Pleasanton in the first half. They've thrown the ball very sparingly. Uh, Craig Kingston is uh, has been four out of five in the air. Does have an interception, but he's thrown for 63 yards. Kobe Martinson, one out of one in the air for eight yards. All five balls have been caught by Tice Westland, who has a uh, touchdown reception and has 71 yards uh, receiving the football. So, again, uh, 71 yards in the air to go with 185 yards on the ground. So over 250, 256 yards to be precise here in the uh, first half for Pleasanton and uh, less than 150 yards here for Mullen. And you're forcing Mullen really to get away from their comfort zone. They're throwing the ball more this year than they have in years past, but uh, they, they don't want to be pass heavy, and right now they're being pass heavy. Yeah, and uh, it's, uh, it's a credit to, obviously, Pleasanton's defense playing uh, really well against the run, but uh, I think Mullen found something. They just went 79 and three-quarters yards there in the last minute 40 of the half, um, and they did that by spreading the ball out and throwing the ball. So uh, I'm, I'm guessing Mullen's going to decide, hey, uh, if we're going to stay in this thing, we're going to have to just keep chucking it. So I, I, I kind of think that that's where they're at with their game plan coming in the second half. Yeah, half of their yards were in that final drive of the first half after it appeared that uh, 
great opportunity for Pleasanton to uh, go up by, you know, oh, maybe was, maybe as many as 30. It was, was going to be 30 to nothing. I mean, you really felt the, the way the game was going. It was 28 nothing, obviously, if they score. 30 nothing, no problem with a two-point conversion. And, and at that point, you're one play away from a running clock. Yeah. You know, and now all of a sudden. Now, now you're back now, in now, it. Now it's a 16-point game, and, and, you know, you get the ball. It's still, yeah, and it's advantage Pleasanton. And uh, so Pleasanton has that 16-point lead, but a little bit of momentum. Is, is going back here to Mullen, and uh, we'll see what they are able to do with that momentum. We'll wrap up our Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report when we return to Pleasanton right after this. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you. Mother Nature always has a way of delivering a few surprises. That's why your Nutrient Ag Solutions retailer is always standing by. Formerly serving you as crop production services, we're the same faces you've relied on for years, but now more capable than ever, no matter what comes your way. Delivering access to the resources of the world's largest ag retailer with local growing guidance and expertise. We're more than an unwavering partner. We're the first choice in the field to help you get the most out of yours. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Kearney in Grand Island. Have you ever seen a dented tortoise? The same way a thick tortoise shell protects its occupant, the bullet spray and bed liners from the dent poppers protect your pickup truck's bed. No rust, corrosion, dents, or scratches ever. Guaranteed for as long as you own your truck, and it says so in writing. Bullet spray on liners is the one that goes on hot, stays strong. That means your truck holds its value longer. Surprised that the dent popper now applies bullet spray on? Don't be. The dent popper's been on the leading edge of vehicle preservation for years. See the dent popper north of Railroad on first on the bricks downtown Carney for a free estimate. Amigos Mexi Fries and Famous Ranch Dressing are a number one duo that everyone in Nebraska can agree on. No vote needed. Now until Election Day, just to make your days happier, Amigos is giving you a free side of ranch with every order of Mexi Fries. That's right, free ranch with Mexi Fries until November 3rd. Don't forget to vote. And don't forget to enjoy fan-favorite Mexi Fries with Famous Ranch. Only at Amigos. This ad has been sponsored and paid for by Amigos, working to bring joy to October. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes and would like to wish them good luck in their competition. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Good luck, athletes. Crowder Fertilizer and Service of Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes and wish them good luck in the competition. 
Stop in and talk to the experts at Trotter Fertilizer and Service of Pleasanton for everything you need to keep your farm rolling and your crops growing, including chemicals and fertilizer. Trotter Fertilizer and Service in Pleasanton. Good luck, Bulldogs. Friendly service every time. Quality is what you'll find where your neighbors and your friends go see Trotter. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure, serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local Yellow Pages. A lot of football going on right now, and don't forget we'll uh, recap all that for you on the Ruts and Rivals scoreboard show. I, I, I always have to fight myself not to say the Friday night scoreboard show because it's Thursday night, but we will get things uh, updated for you tonight. It's all brought to you by Ruts Heating and Air and Rivals Bar and Grill. And by the way, if you're at a different game uh, listening to us online or what have you, we'd love to get your score and add it to our live football scoreboard at PlatteRiverPreps.com. You can call or text us at area code 308-646-0506. Again, it's 646-0506, and we'll add it to you all of our scores at the Ruts and Rivals scoreboard show, which will be at the end of the uh, game that Doug has tonight. Over on Power 99, and uh, that, of course, is uh, the matchup between Amherst and Arcadia Loop City. And right now, early on, Arcadia Loop City has a 16-0 lead over Amherst. It's a game that, obviously, mm-hmm. teams are in this area would be would be interested in, being a couple of Fort Carney Conference teams. I always uh, liked listening to the scoreboard show back in the day, and someone would always call in the Oconto score. And... Uh... Newsflash to some of the people that they didn't have a football team. They didn't have a football team. You know, years ago, back when, you know, TV was still in black and white and all that sort of thing, and I was on it, uh, there was a, a fictitious school that always got a score called in from northern Kansas. Really? We were on to it and loved it. And play it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Keep yeah. it rolling. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I've never heard of this school. That's okay. That's, That's okay. Right, yeah. Whoever's sending that in is creative enough. That's right. They're taking the time. We'll, we'll humor yeah. it. We'll humor them. And I, I always made little snide comments that I think people that really knew what was going right. on knew I was making stuff up. Well, here we go. As the Bulldogs will kick it off here, and they try that little squib kick on the ground. And, again, picking it up here is going to be Denayer. And Denayer gets an edge on that left side. Only one man left, and that's going to be Kingston. And Kingston's going to throw him out of bounds. But after he gets across midfield and near the 30-yard line, we'll see where they mark it. Good starting position here for Mullen, who's got that momentum after the 79 and a half-yard drive to get them on the board late in the second quarter. Yeah, I understand the the, the philosophy of the squib kick, but uh, sometimes you don't kick it far enough or, or somebody gets ahead of steam going like that and they get, it wasn't a long return, but it didn't have to be to have great field position. So the ball was at the 36-yard line, first and 10 here. As Moore will have a running back off of either shoulder as he calls it out. And he'll run that little pitch, get it out the left side. Denayer dropped it. It's on the ground, but he's able to fall on it at the 40-yard line. So that'll be a loss of four on the play. But Mullen is going to keep possession of the pig. Yeah, good job getting back on the ball from Mullen there. But uh, I don't think it was going to get much anyway. Uh, Trevin Wentz has been doing a great job setting that that pressure on the edge there from his linebacker slash corner position and he was he was sitting there waiting for it denayer only had four yards rushing in the first half well they lost four there as he falls on it at the 40 yard line more under center he's going to roll out throw a screen on this left side it is too high as he was trying to connect with his tight end bryce mcintosh and it falls incomplete 
Well, that's that's twice they've run a, a similar screen uh, to the to the sides like that. Uh, both times they had it set up nice, and they just can't make the connection on it. Well, they've they they, they punted one time tonight, right? And that was that was in more dire situations than being at midfield. So this has been traditionally four down territory for Mullen all night long. They've got it fourth, excuse me, third and fourteen, and they'll go two tight ends, I formation. And they fake the pitch to Walker. Then they'll throw it to Walker on a little wheel route. Westland trying to make the tackle. will pull him down, but he's going to be awfully close to the first down. That's a gain of 14 on the play. And they're going to maybe measure here. They're right at the sticks. Yeah, nice little nice little play there, and they'll roll out. But uh, the running back, uh, instead of blocking, runs a little you know, flare route out of the deal, and it turns into a wheel route. But a nice, real nice-looking play there from Mullen on third and long. So they're stretching out the chains. Chain gang moving the chains just like Carney towing repair will do for you if you're stranded on the side of the road. And that is going to be a first down. No matter where, Carney towing repair will get you home. As they were a sponsor of our chain gang, the chain gang doing their job here. And Mullen getting that first down. And now that gets them that momentum back here a little bit. It just seems like they're going uh, bad play, average play, and then a great play here. A little bit of moving up front, but they don't jump off sides. Moore will keep it, and he'll get tripped up. Great job right at his feet making the tackle is going to be Wyatt Reese. Yeah, they're all over that uh, little option play that uh, Mullen ran it uh, really well one time and pitched it, and he hasn't been able to even pitch it since since then. So he'll lose about one yard on the play. Well, Clayton Moore... They'll go back to their spread look. Yeah, they'll still keep a back in the backfield here for more. They'll put a man in motion. That's going to be Walker. Rolling out to the right side is Moore. It's the quarterback keeper the whole way. And he'll be pulled down out of bounds here by uh, Pates. Broderick Pates making the tackle after a short gain on the play. Well, gain maybe about three, but they lost one on the previous play. So this is going to set up now third. Well, the game maybe four. We'll call this third and seven. And just run a little, uh, a little quarterback sweep. They had a guy go in motion to kind of do a little crack back on the middle linebacker, and then the the back ran uh, ran a little lead play out front there to him. So ball at the 22-yard line. First drive of the second half for either squad. Mullen with two tight ends, tight eye formation. Moore looking to throw, and he'll throw the ball in underneath, and he just got rid of it. Yeah, they were going to run that screen over there to uh, Denaer, it looked like, again, and it was uh, it was all taken up. So that was a good read there by the defensive line. They still put pressure on, but stayed with those running backs, so just throwing it at the feet of one of the intended, one of the legal receivers. Yeah, Pleasanton coaches are calling for an intentional ground in there. But well, there was, you know, they threw it at 43, a... but 43 is on the offensive line. Well, so... I think 20, I think the running back, Walker, was kind of in the vicinity as Ish. well. Ish. Ish. The intent was clear, but... Yeah. Fourth and seven here. Fourth and seven. Again, they'll go for it here from the 22-yard line. Two tight ends, tie-dye formation. Moore throws the ball on the right side. It's going to be complete, and uh, first down at the 15-yard line. Just a quick little timing pass that's uh, complete over here for Emerson and good coverage by Trevin Went. It's tough to run that uh, uh, an arrow route into the side onto the short side of the field like that. So there wasn't a lot of room for that ball to be completed. So good job by uh, by the Broncos on that play. And again, that that's not bad coverage. And they'll set up now first and ten 
from about the 15-yard line. Quarterback sweep here. As Moore will try to get the edge over there, it'll get stretched out. And, again, a good defensive play there by Wendt. As he'll make the tackle after a short gain. Yeah, going side to side has uh, not been overly effective, but a pleasant, pleasant, and uh, you can't run up the middle on them. This Mullen offensive line isn't as big or nasty as they used to have. Um, they they just not getting any push up the middle, so they're forced to run to the sidelines where Pleasanton, you know, has a few better athletes out there. But a big series here for those big better athletes because if they give up a touchdown, we got a one possession yep. game potentially. Under center is Moore. He's going to look to throw. He'll throw the ball in underneath, and it is incomplete. It might have been tipped a little bit. It was intended for Denayer, and it falls incomplete. I, I think Westland might have got a hand on it and knocked it away, and then knocked it right into Trevin Wentz breadbasket and kind of the double ricochet, the double doink. It is uh, falls to the turf harmlessly, and it'll be now third and a, a long seven, short eight here for Mullen. This is where they've been operating all night, third and long, fourth and long, and they've been uh, starting to make some plays, so they're, I think they might be more comfortable here. They're spreading everything out now. Empty backfield here for Moore. More pump fakes, looks to roll on that right side, throws it late over the middle, and it's going to be caught for a touchdown. Got it to his tight end, Bryce McIntosh, from 13 yards out, and Mullen, a two-point conversion for making this a one-possession game. Yeah, didn't have a lot of pressure there. He still decided to roll out and buy himself a little time, and the tight end came from the left side all the way over onto the right side, just uh, across in the middle of the end zone. It was a good ball, good catch. You know, Pleasanton is uh, on the ropes here a little bit. 22-12 our score right now. Again, two-point conversions can be a big deal in this game. Clayton Moore will pitch the ball, trying to get the edge there is Walker. Walker trying to get to the pylon. Pylon is down, but the knee was down first. The try for two is no good. And that was close, but the knee was down before they hit the pylon, so the try for two is no good. Pleasanton still has a 10-point lead, 22-12, 9-12 to go here in the third quarter. Pleasanton will get their hands for the, on the ball for the first time in the second half right after this timeout. Whatever machining you need done, large jobs or small, see Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a general machine shop serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Get it done right. Get it done by Hand Machining of Pleasanton. Hand Machining is a proud sponsor of all the area athletes in and out of the game. Teamwork is like a good running machine. It takes a lot to work as a team and a lot of parts to run the machines. Hand Machining knows about teamwork and hard work, so trust your machines to the professionals at Hand Machining in Pleasanton. Town & Country Bank is truly your hometown bank. We've been serving the central Nebraska region since 1905. We currently have offices in the communities of Ravenna, Pleasanton, Kearney, and Litchfield. Town & Country Bank is locally owned and managed. We pride ourselves in serving you through exceptional personal service. We also strive to offer you the latest in technological advancements. Stop by and visit with us about your financial needs or just to chat. The hometown bank with a big interest in serving you. We are Town & Country Bank. Back. Well, a strong wind at the back of Clayton Moore and a strong right leg combines for a touchback here as the ball was about eight yards deep in the end zone when it finally reached terra firma. And so the ball will be spotted at the 15-yard line, first and 10. That's yeah. another name for the earth. I, okay, just I picked up on uh, slowly. All right. All right. Slowly. That's my... Tight A formation, two tight ends. Kingston's going to keep it. 
He's following the lead blocker. Good surge by that line, and he's going to gain about nine, and about eight of those was by the line just yeah. driving Pleasanton off the ball. That's the good news here for for Pleasanton. They've given up two straight drives for touchdowns by Mullen, but they are still dominating on that offensive line. And they have had no trouble moving the ball all night long. You know, uh, they've only had the one miscue with the interception into the end zone, but they've their offensive line has dominated all night. So two tied. Hand off right up the middle, and a gain of only about one, but they only needed one. The big guy getting busy here as Cade Gosef is able to make the tackle, but it'll be first and ten here for Trevin Went, who gained uh, the last two yards they needed there. Just keep moving the chains, Pleasanton. You, you're you still got the lead. You got a you got a two score lead. You got the ball. You're at home in the playoffs. Just keep doing what you're doing. And it's not panic mode or anything like that. And they're going too tight, too tight. Eye formation, handoff to Went. Went bounces to the outside. He's at the 30. He's at the 40. He's got the speed. He's showing everybody his back. He's at the 10, the 5, touchdown. That'll be 55 yards for another long touchdown here for Trevin Went, who's nearing 200 yards rushing here in the game. Uh, nice, sir. Uh, Nice second effort there. Not a second effort. Nice little bounce out play. There was nothing going at the point of attack. He bounced it all the way across from the right side to the left side and uh, just outraced everybody. So power up front, bounces to the outside, shows him the speed, and he goes in from 55 yards out. And another two-point conversion attempt here for Pleasanton. And again, a, a two here begins to make it. So you got to get more touchdowns yep. if you're if you're Mullen. They're going to go two tights. Handoff right up the middle. No, the fake the handoff, and the quarterback goes through a wide-open hole. Craig Kingston goes in there for the two-point conversion and a 55-yard run by Trevin Went. A five-points bank touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a 30-12 to lead here for Pleasanton. They'll kick it off with 8.09 to go in the third quarter right after this. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton is proud to support the area athletes this year and wish them the best of luck in the games they play. Call Bailey Drywall of Pleasanton for residential or commercial drywall jobs. From the smallest paths to the largest walls, the professionals at Bailey Drywall can fix it right in a timely manner. New construction or just a remodel for all your drywall projects, big or small, they take care of all your walls. Bailey Drywall in Pleasanton. Well, Trevin Wunt picking him up, putting him down, rushes in from 55 yards out. And again, just good, solid running there. In the middle, bounce to the out. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox and water furnace dealer. It's never too late to be sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Axman Heating and Air, your water furnace and Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. Connect to the place that posts your pictures of high school games from 36 schools in our coverage area. Bookmark PlatteRiverPreps.com. Download the free Platte River Radio app for a mobile version of the website or stream live play-by-play. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Click on the photo link on the front page. We love a great action picture. PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. 
This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. On a winning sports team, all the players work together and good things happen. And this sports broadcast on Platte River Radio happens because of a strong local team. The businesses you hear during this game know the value of advertising their message to sports fans. Our sponsors tell their story to thousands of Central Nebraska listeners every week. That helps their business grow and it makes these broadcasts possible. We'd love to have you join our sports sponsorship team. Go to platteriverradio.com slash advertise and get in the game with us. This sports broadcast is made possible in part by Phillips Insurance Agency, providing crop insurance for over 40 years, handling multi-parallel crop insurance since its expansion into the private market. Find out about coverage available for hail, wind, and fire. Phillips Insurance is crop insurance specialist with a farming background. We specialize in crop insurance business that changes and evolves with new rules, rates, and regulations on a continuous basis. Insuring over 60,000 acres in central Nebraska area. Find us online at phillipsinsagency.com. Or call Scott, Nathan, or Kyle today. Lammers Truck Line, The River Stop, and Nichols Repair in Pleasanton are all very proud to support this high school sports broadcast. Nichols Repair is a championship quality auto service center. The River Stop is the only stop you need to make before and after the game. For pizzas, refreshment, and to fill your tank, best of luck from The River Stop. Lammers Truck Line and Nichols Repair, all of Pleasanton. We are very proud to support our area athletes and coaches. Good luck, Bulldogs. I came from a big city. Nebraska's different. Nebraska is one large, small town. Independent and dedicated, Maryland is a big deal in a little town like this. Dr. Zuzak is so passionate about what he does that we just knew that we were in good hands. Like, we walked in there, and it kind of felt like you walked into just a friend's house. I like to translate things into simple everyday language. Talking with patients about what is going to happen to them, what the disease is like, you get to know them pretty well. It wasn't just about the cancer, it was about us as a family. The people, it's kind of an amazing thing to me. I think it makes me proud to be a Nebraskan. The dedication for sure, that is true Nebraskan style and the kindness. You could not be in better hands. My name is Tom Zuzeg, and I'm a Nebraskan at heart. Save money and breathe easier. Call Axman Heating and Air, your Lennox and water furnace dealer. It's never too late to be sure your heating system is working properly and efficiently. Axman Heating and Air, your water furnace and Lennox dealer, serving Pleasanton and surrounding area. Craig and Karen Axman would like to wish all the area athletes best of luck. Some of the region's best athletes become B&B Carpet Athletes of the Month. Nominate new honorees or see all the previous athletes of the month at PlatteRiverPreps.com. That's PlatteRiverPreps.com. We never forget a great effort. Powered by Platte River Radio. Whether you're talking sports or farming, one thing is the same. You need power. Think Husker Power products for propane, natural gas, and diesel irrigation engines customized to your needs. When you require irrigation power, parts, or timely service, think 
Husker Power Products, your provider of GM-powered natural gas and LP high-efficiency irrigation engines and fuel-efficient Isuzu diesel engines. Call 402-463-1531 for Husker Power Products of Hastings, your full-service irrigation engine headquarters, now also located in Sutton. This broadcast is made possible by Terry and Jason Stark, your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives. Hogemeyer has over 80 years of legacy in products, service, and performance. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put a winning team to work for you with deep roots and a shared vision, call Terry and Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemical. Your Hogemeyer Independent Representatives, 627-1064. FOMO, noun, anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere. Well, you can forget FOMO now with PlatteRiverPreps.com. Thanks in part to sponsors like Florang Chiropractic, Platte River Preps is where the exciting and interesting happen. Schedules for your favorite high school teams, coaches' interviews, game broadcasts and podcasts, even a photo or two. Follow the best in central Nebraska at PlatteRiverPreps.com. Powered by Platte River Radio. Local sports, your music. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is now offering an orthopedic rapid care clinic. During these uncertain times, our goal is to help take the burden off of our local hospitals. New West Sports Medicine is now offering a walk-in clinic for your orthopedic problems, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. No appointments necessary. Most major insurance is accepted. Call 308-865-2570 for more information. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery's new rapid care clinic. Mid-States Insurance Agency in Elm Creek is a proud sponsor of this broadcast and wish all of the area student-athletes good luck in their competition. Stop in to Mid-States Insurance Agency in Elm Creek and see how Chad, Becca, and the entire team at Mid-States Insurance can serve you. They will help you with all of your insurance needs, including auto, home, farm, life, and commercial insurance. Call 308-856-4913. Located in Elm Creek at 121 North Tyler Street. Let's do business in the Heartland. Heartland Chevrolet Buick, Lexington, Nebraska, the newest addition to the Platte Valley Auto Pony Express winning team. The largest selection of new and pre-owned cars, trucks, vans, and SUVs around. Great deals happen here. Sales, service, parts and tires, collision center, and more. Come see why. We are the fastest growing auto stores in central Nebraska. Great selection. Chevrolet Buick, Ford, Lincoln, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, and Ram. The only thing you need to know for all your automotive needs. Platte Valley Auto, Lexington, Kearney, Pony Express, Chevrolet, Gothenburg, Menden, and now Heartland Chevrolet Buick, Lexington, Nebraska, where everybody gets a great deal and a great deal more. Builders knows that you would rather spend time enjoying your home than constantly repairing it. That's why we offer only the highest quality products from the best known suppliers like Pella Windows and DeWalt Power Tools. We also know that price matters and that's why we back everything with a guaranteed price match. If you find the exact same item somewhere else, we'll match it. It's not a gimmick or a ploy, it's just our way of making sure our customers get the best products at the best prices. At Builders and Carney and Grand Island. Welcome back. Apologize for the technical difficulties uh, as we had a little computer glitch here. But another touchdown here for Pleasanton. We'll talk about it here in a second. First down here for 
Mullen, they're going to throw the ball deep, and it's going to fall incomplete. And, uh, again, to describe the touchdown, it basically was just a, a quick little handoff here on fourth and one from midfield to Trevin Went Went got a good hole to run through, broke one tackle at the line of scrimmage. He would have had enough for the first down even with that tackle. Bounces it right up the middle. There's nobody left. He goes in 41 yards for the touchdown in a drive that started on the strangest onside kick you're ever going to see in your life. Yeah, really, really odd onside kick to start that drive off. Uh, Unintentional. Unintentional onside kick as well, yep. So Mullen with the incomplete pass here. Faces now third and 10, 524 to go. They're going to spread everything out, looking to throw his more. He'll throw it in underneath, and it's going to be incomplete. Jaden Emerson had the ball in his hands for a moment, and then at that moment, Trevin went. Hit him like a yeah. two with a two by four. Yeah, I hit him right across the, the midsection there and not, not forced the incompletion. But uh, you know, Mullen's in that stage. It's fourth and fourth and nine. Uh, you're down twenty-six in third middle of the third quarter, wrong side of the field, but they're still gonna go for it here. Yeah, I don't think you got much of a choice oh, here. Man. You're running out of time. The clock has stopped with five seventeen to go here in the uh, third quarter, and you're down by twenty-six to a team that's hot, even yep. though it's yep. rather chilly out. Two tight ends, tight formation. They're going to throw that screen on this left side, connect with the tight end, McIntosh. He'll break one tackle. He loses the football. It rolls forward, and it's going to be covered up here by Pleasanton, and Pleasanton's going to get the ball. He fumbled it at the 35. He was going to be down there five yards short. About the only chance he had was uh, was a fumble ball. So the officials are going to huddle up here and talk about the holy roller here. You don't get that reference, then you're not a child of the 80s like I am. And it's going to be a hold. I think we had a hold on the screen. On on, uh, Mullen. They're going to decline that penalty because they don't want to give him fourth down over again because it is Pleasanton's football. And that will be marked down as a uh, fumble recovery. And I think that might have been Wyatt Reese that fell on that. In any event, it is Pleasanton's ball, first and 10, right at midfield. And that's where the magic happened just a little bit ago. And we apologize that we didn't have it on the air for you. As, again, a huge night running the football here for uh, Went. A 41-yard touchdown. He'll run the ball here again. He'll break one tackle. He'll be out to about the 35-yard line. They're going to mark him just short of the 35, but we'll give him credit for a five-yard gain here. And listen to some of these runs he's had. 53, 25, 55, 41, and another five-yard run there. It's about 190 just on five runs there or so. Yeah, he's well over 200 yards on the night. That 41-yarder, he's getting close to 250 here with that another five-yard gain. He's just a little short of 250. That's getting it done. It's a pretty solid night. I'll take that average. They've been run heavy tonight, and they've gone out of this formation, and now Westland is in the eye. He'll go right up the middle, and he'll break one tackle. He'll spin, and he'll drag that pow forward, and he'll go from uh, just outside the 35 down to about the uh, 26. So that'll be a gain of nine here for Westland. Last time he carried the ball, it was 18 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, the Mullins pretty, or uh, excuse me, Pleasanton's pretty content doing what they're doing all night, just keep the ball on the ground. They've, they have the advantage up front. Um, so we talked about how much they like to throw the football. Well, they've done that six times tonight right. is all. It's crazy. And all six of them been caught by Tice Westland, our athlete of the month from B&B Carpet. Two tight ends. Westland, handoff right up the middle, trying to run through one tackle, breaks one of those, trying to get out to the outside. He's going to be driven back. 
And uh, he had probably a two or three yard gain. And I think they're going to give him. Are they going to let him have that two, three yard gain? Uh, I thought he gave it up to try to get to the outside. Yeah. And the officials concur. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no gain there for Westland. Yeah, kind of kind of spun himself out and tried to pick up some more yardage, but ended up right back where he started, actually. Second and 10. Gained maybe about a half yard. Nice thing about it, it does keep that clock moving here. 3.20 to go here in the third quarter. Still plenty of action. Westland in the eye. Pitch to him, and he'll run. Bounced to the outside and then cuts back in, and he'll gain about 10. He's awfully close to that first down marker. Yeah, it's a nice little toss play that they've uh, been working with all night. Let the quarterback toss, and then the quarterback ends up leading, being the ISO blocker there. And then when you got uh, big Tice Westland as the running back, it's uh, it's, a t- it's it's a lot of a lot of beef to to bring down. Yeah, you know. yeah. They're going to mark him just short, so it's going to be third and about the length of the football here for Pleasanton. I'm reading into my crystal ball here that Tice Westland will carry the ball here again. We'll see whether or not that's true. He's going to be in the eye. Two tight ends. Kingston under center. Bad snap. Ball's on the ground. And falling on it is going to be Kingston. And Kingston will have no gain there. He could have picked that up. Almost, yeah. He could have picked that up and been a... The good news is the offensive line blew out Pleasanton. The bad news is with the bad exchange, they couldn't really use it. No gain on the play, but also no loss. That could have been the fumble ruski to himself. So it's going to be fourth and one here. So my crystal ball was a little foggy. Might might have been just one playoff here. I, yeah. 2.30 to go by the time they snap it. And again, Westland will be in the eye. Lead blocker will be Broderick Pates. And uh, actually, the quarterback's going to keep it. Pates and uh, Westland will help push him forward. And they will push him all the way to, what would that be, the 15-yard line. And that's a gain of two. They only needed one. So Kingston does get enough for the first down there. Yes, and the quarterback sneak, everybody getting a good push. They've got the advantage up front. Pretty easy to get that one. So first and 10 from the 15 here for Pleasanton, who has just, quite frankly, punched Mullen in the mouth all night tonight. Yep, a constant dose of it. So first and 10, Kingston hands the ball off to Westland, who is the fullback on that formation, and he's going to gain about two. And Tice, uh, Tice operates a little bit better when he's got a full head of steam going, so didn't quite have a full head of steam when you're only at the fullback spot there. Gain of two. Yeah, but, uh, you know. Still pretty big horse to bring down. Yeah, you're still 6'5 and 225 pounds. So second and eight, that will keep that clock moving. That's great news here for Pleasanton. Time of possession is really dominated. Yeah. It's a stat I do not have time to keep. Kingston's going to snap the ball back, pitch it back out here for Went. Went's got a head of steam. He's got some speed going. He'll bounce to the outside. He'll slip through a tackle and into the end zone for a touchdown. Trevin Wentz able to kind of tiptoe his way through the defense for a 14-yard scamper and another five-points bank touchdown. Yeah, I run that toss play again. This time you got uh, Tice Westland as the blocking fullback out in front of you, and you run a toss behind him, and it's uh, you, you've got a pretty good chance for success. So Pleasanton, another touchdown here as they have really gotten things going. 
And another two-point conversion. So our score with a minute 20 to go here in the uh, third quarter is 46-12, to 12, a 34-point lead for Pleasanton with a minute 20 to go here in the third quarter. We're back after this. Amigos Mexi Fries and Famous Ranch Dressing are a number one duo that everyone in Nebraska can agree on. No vote needed. Now until Election Day, just to make your days happier, Amigos is giving you a free side of ranch with every order of Mexi Fries. That's right, free ranch with Mexi Fries until November 3rd. Don't forget to vote, and don't forget to enjoy fan-favorite Mexi Fries with Famous Ranch, only at Amigos. This ad has been sponsored and paid for by Amigos, working to bring joy to October. Well, Pleasanton, three state drives here in the third quarter. Went, went, and went. Touchdown runs of 55, 41, and now 14 yards. And uh, Pleasanton has created some space here. And again, this second little bit of momentum came off of it was was fueled by that very odd, unintentional onside kick where Kingston basically whiffed on it. It only went about four yards. A pleasant, uh, a Mullen kid tried to jump on the football. Kingston was able to wrestle it away from him and got the return. Well, this time they kick it in the air. It's going to bounce at about the seven-yard line. And more on that right sideline will juke back out to the outside and it'll be knocked out of bounds at about the 30. Good-looking return there by Moore. Yeah, that's probably why they haven't kicked him all night there. Um, you know, that's weird. I think uh, Pleasanton scored 24 points and Mullins had four plays. Yeah. I think I think that's fairly accurate there. Yeah, they had a they had a they had a four and out. They also that that and onside, onside kick. kick. So it's 24 24 points and only four plays for Mullen out of that. Got to find another phrase than onside kick cuz that yeah, really was, uh, muffed on yeah. muffed <laughs> unintentional onside kick. Those are the details that we're leaving out, but Pleasanton, they got a break and you, you they they're cashing in on it. Now they're spreading out the field as Mullen and they drop the football. It's on the ground and Pleasanton's got a shot at it, but I think Denaer, yeah, Denaer was able to dive in there and cover the, up the ball. And right, Mullen right now, their dauber yeah. is down. I mean, they just physically and been beaten up all night tonight. Yep. And I think mentally they're starting to get a little exhausted as well. Their defense hasn't gotten a stop other than the uh, interception in the end zone. And they've just been run over all night long. So that'll be a loss of five. And since Denaer fell on it, that will be his loss. Two tight ends. And looking throw now is going to be more. Moore will air it out, and it's going to be incomplete. And I think Denaer broke the, off the route. They were just not on the same page yeah. was Moore and Denaer. Tried to run that little uh, flare wheel route with their running back again, but that was uh, covered uh, perfectly by uh, Trevin Wynn out there. So uh, I don't know if Moore just decided just to throw it long and deep and out of bounds. Well, he doesn't have much time to throw. He's got to make a decision pretty quick yeah. because he's been uh, hit all night by that Pleasanton defensive line. And that's uh, it's weird because Mullen's keeping all but one or two receivers, all but one or two guys in the block, and Pleasanton's still getting great pressure. And the pitch out to that left side, putting his head down, trying to get what he can, is uh, is uh, going to be Walker. And Pates will lead the tackle here. And coming up very slowly is a couple of Mullen players, including Denaire. And Denaire's going to have to come out of the game right now. He's on a knee right now. It's going to be fourth and nine here for Mullen. And I don't know if he's made it off the field yet. No, I'm not sure why the officials haven't decided to blow this dead. Oh, quarter. There we go. Well, they're going to That's let it roll. It's uh, fourth quarter coming up. 
That's the final play of the third, and Pleasanton with a 46-12 lead as we head to the fourth quarter. The Bulldogs in command of the Broncos from Mullen. We'll return right after this. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back into the game of life. With several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas. Ask your doctor how Family Physical Therapy can improve your quality of life. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. Excellence in Rehabilitation is a very proud supporter of all of our area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravana, and Wood River. Have you ever seen a rusty fish? That question illustrates the point that the same way scales protect the fish from his environment, the bullet spray on bed liners from the dent popper protect your pickup bed. No rust, no dents, no scratches, no chemical corrosion. So your truck has a longer work life and holds its value longer, reduces load slippage. And here's a bonus. It quiets the ride. See the dent popper north of railroad on first on the bricks, downtown Kearney, and get a free estimate for a bullet spray on bed liner guaranteed for as long as you own your truck. And welcome back here. They're going forward on fourth down is Mullen, but uh, there's just some odd stuff going on out there. There's flags all over the field. It's uh... So it's going to be fourth down here for Mullen and a little bit more. Five-yard penalty with, uh, I think, the center snapped the ball before everybody, everybody else did. Set, somebody yeah. was set. So they weren't set for a full second. And sometimes when the center snaps the ball before it's supposed to happen, it's even worse than a five-yard penalty. Sometimes the ball is on the ground. So that will back him up now fourth and uh, about 13 here. They're going to spread things out. The center and the two guards are the only ones in the middle of the field. Everybody split out to the right. One split out to the left. Moore looking to throw. He's rolling out to his right, and he's going to air it out under pressure, and it's going to be intercepted. Intercepted and went. It's got some speed, but he's going to be pulled down at about the 30-yard line. The tight end on the other side played safety there because there was a escort of red yeah. if Went is able to get that corner turned. But making the tackle and uh, making stopping a huge defensive play is McIntosh. Yeah, just, uh, you know, fourth and long, you, you got to get rid of it, and you got to give somebody a chance to catch it. So that was probably just as good as a punt that they would have at this point into the win. So, uh, yeah, it goes down as an interception, but um, the field position probably wouldn't have changed much had they punted that ball. So Pleasanton now with a chance to maybe get us a running clock with 11.45 to go here, fourth quarter. They lead it 46-12. to 12. They're already up by 34. They're going to step in under center, two tight ends. Kingston will hand the ball right up the middle, and there's no room to run. Good defensive play there by uh, Adam Weens for Mullen. I think uh, Mullen might have a kid or two that uh sitting on the sidelines now. They've got a about a 135-pound nose guard going against that big Pleasanton offensive line. Ball was carried by Pates. Pates gained, well, we'll give him credit for one yard there. They'll set up now second and nine. Kingston gets the instructions here from Coach Westland. Mullen, Mullen, if you look out there, I mean, they're just kind of looks like uh, freshman and sophomore type deal going against big seniors. It kind of looks so very mismatched. And off right up the middle. Went that time is going to be knifed in underneath. Good uh, defensive play that time out by uh, Oltmer. 
Brady Omer, his first tackle of the night that I'm aware of, gain of about two. Yeah, I think he's that new guy that just came into the game, uh, sticking his nose in there. So good tackle by him. Good, good, nice hit. That jersey's pretty clean. It looks fairly white. It's going to set up now third and about seven here for the Bulldogs. Ten and a half minutes to go. Two tight ends. I formation. Little counter play here. And Wimp is going to be hit in the uh, backfield. He'll get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. So good defensive uh, series here for Mullen. Yeah, throwing themselves in there. They're, you know, Mullen's never been one of those uh, football schools that are going to quit playing hard. Those those kids always play hard every play throughout the years, you know. Yeah, from, they've been hard-nosed for, since time immemorial. Yeah, Coach, Coach Brown was there for 30-plus years, and it's, he's, these are the kids of the kids that he's coached, I'm sure. So punt formation here for Craig Kingston. And uh, Moore will be back deep to receive it here for Mullen. High snap, but no problem for Kingston. He'll put a nice high kick on it, and it'll hit about the 20-yard line, but it hits right on that sideline right where it landed. And actually, they're going to mark him at the 21. So 9.42 to go here for Mullen, who's down by 34 points. Yeah, it's probably, uh, I mean, there's there's some guys that are banged up that aren't playing anymore for Mullen. Uh, it looks like they've had their, their last go, but uh, they've been throwing some different bodies out there at wide receiver just trying to fill in the gaps. Well, it's uh, been 22 passes so far for a team that really doesn't like to do it a whole lot. Two tight ends. Moore is going to hand the ball off right up the middle, and Jaden Emerson has a nice little counter run. He's at the 30, at the 20. He's going to go the distance. He is going to cover 58 yards all the way to the end zone. Just a nice little counterplay in underneath. Yeah. A lot of direction went to the right. He inside, came in underneath, yeah. and he's going to get in there for the end for the touchdown. Nice little inside counterplay there from his tight end position. Good-looking play there. So Emerson, that's his second touchdown on the year. He's run for 267 yards on plays probably very similar to that. But, uh, again, I don't think his other touchdown was 58 yards. Good wide receiver for him. Caught that ball earlier. I think he's got a few in the air. He's got enough speed. They're spreading out the field here for the two-point conversion. Moore looks to his right. Now he's going to throw the ball in the middle, and it's going to be intercepted by Westland. But all that means is the two-point conversion is no good. So your score, 46-18 to with 9.32 to go here. In the uh, fourth quarter, I think you may see an intentional onside kick when we come (laughs) back right after this. At Prairie Valley, when we say local, we mean local. To us, local is not picking hybrids and varieties that are supposed to work in a 16-state zone. Local is carefully selecting top-performing genetics that work specifically for an 8-county or smaller microzone. Prairie Valley Promise is to create local seed package that is locally tested and then grown under the same conditions that you work with on your farm. So our local agronomists not only know the seeds, but the entire solutions to make your seed perform the best they can. So choose local with Prairie Valley Seeds. Well, we've had some big plays here. Scott Mulring, a 58-yard touchdown run just a moment ago here for Mullen. You know, Trevin Wentz got a 55 and a 41-yarder here in the second half to go with a 53-yarder he had in the first half. We'll see what Moore does here on the kickoff. Pleasanton somewhat anticipating here an onside kick. Moore comes up to it, and he is going to onside kick it, and it is going to take a right-hand turn, and it is going to go four yards upfield, and that's going to be it. And it goes out of bounds. We have seen some interesting kicks tonight. That's two that have gone less than five yards. 
And that one does go out of bounds. You know, they, they practice it, but, you know, how much do you practice right. it? Right, right. I don't know if we've, if anyone's ever seen a game where two onside kicks go four yards. <laughs> between the two of them, they still haven't gone 10 yards. Still haven't got 10 yards between but, two and one of them. And one of them inadvertently worked for Pleasanton. Right. That time Pleasanton really didn't even have a chance to get to the ball because not only did it only go four yards upfield, it went about yeah, it 18 yards hard, to the left. Hard left. Yeah. To two tight ends, good field position here. They're going to hand the ball off to the fullback here. Pates will go right up the middle, and he doesn't have a whole lot of room to go there. But, hey, it's a successful play because it's going to take time off the clock, and you're going to gain about three yards, yeah, closer to four. The O-line still getting uh, three, four yards anytime they want it. So you can uh, you could do a quarterback sneak and probably get three or four yards the way they've been blocking tonight. And that might be what they uh, what they call here because, again, Pleasanton just wants to milk this clock here. They'll snap it inside of nine minutes, and obviously Kingston is now looking to see, waiting for that countdown before he snaps the football. And they will hand the ball off to Pates right up the middle, and Pates will get to the 30-yard line, and that's going to be it. You know, Mullen's really crowding the line here. They got, they've been running a five-man line sometimes. They've been running a four-man line, but all eight guys are within about six yards of the ball, so... It's just another uh, a case where if Pleasanton is patient, if they you know and they, they bounce one to the outside or they break through the initial line, there's there's a lot of green space. So third and six here for Pleasanton. They're on the correct side of the 40-yard line here, as the nose of the ball is on the 30. Westland will be the fullback, and the eye back went. And then Went is going to be hit at the 30-yard line. And that new player came in and uh, ate up one blocker. And then Spencer Denayer was able to make the tackle right at the 30. No gain here for Went. Yeah, real nice form tackle. You've seen that two or three times out of the middle linebacker, Denayer. Uh, you know, a little undersized. He uh, he packs a punch, though, when he when he plays football. He keeps those legs moving. He does. Even on the tackle. A lot of times you'll see a guy, they'll, they'll run to the guy and then stop. No, he was still driving all the way through the tackle, and you better do that if you're going to bring down Trevin Went, who's rushed for about 200 yards. Again, I formation. Westland will be the fullback. They've moved him around in about several different positions tonight, and they're going to hand the ball off here to Pates. Pates will bounce to the outside, and boy, it's on that far sideline. I can't see how close he got to the sticks, but it's going to be very close here. We'll see where he goes out of bounds. He'll gain about four on the play. So, Pates, who had been your uh, your fullback, you make him your eye back, and right. you move your tight end in at fullback. A lot of interchanging at the running back positions tonight for uh, Pleasanton. Well, I got conflicting information here from the. Yeah, it's going to be fourth and. I think that an I, inch. I think he got stopped. I think they're giving the Mullen. Was the that ball. fourth down? That was. All right. Sorry, uh, that's that's on me. I didn't pay close enough attention. Pates with a nice six-yard gain, but it was right at the sticks. It'll be first and ten here for Mullen. 7.23 to go. They're putting a man in motion. More looking that direction where the guy was in motion, but now he's going to have to scramble, and he's going to be brought down. A sack by Carter Klein. That was a, was a pretty odd play. All the wide receivers stopped at the line of scrimmage. Looked like maybe they're going to fake a, a quick screen out, and then the uh, guy in motion was going to run a fly right, right, right down the middle of the field after he, after he did his motion. But there was there was only two guys moving on the whole play, and uh, and everybody on both sides were just kind of standing there waiting for something to happen. And 
and it was just kind of a kind of a weird looking play. Carter Klein makes the sack, two yard loss because Moore was moving forward, and so it'll be second and twelve here. I forgot it was four downs. I you know I Tom Brady'd it. Rolling out here is uh, Clayton Moore, and Moore is going to get back to the original line of scrimmage. Westland will pull him down as he gets back. To the got those two yards back, and it'll be third and ten. Who was that masked man? <laughs> had to make one Clayton yep, Moore had to, reference. Had to slide it in. Had to slide it in. I couldn't help it. And there's a lot of people right now who are still too wondering. young, yep. too young to know the reference, and that's okay. Clayton Moore, the only guy in the backfield, as they spread everything out. Moore throws in the oh, middle, and it's boy. nearly intercepted. Oh, I'll tell you what, it was right in the gut of Wyatt Reese, and Reese couldn't hold on to it. That football is hard and cold uh, this time of night when you're not used to having it thrown in your direction. Wyatt, you're going to see that one on tape six or seven times on a row tomorrow, my friend. Sorry about that. Yeah, there's uh, not going to be too many people in front of him either. No. 46 to 18, our score. 5.59 to go here, fourth quarter, fourth and 10 for Mullen, and they're going to talk about it. They want to try to figure out how in the world can we erase a 28-point deficit in the next six minutes, and what are we going to do here in 4th and 10? Timeout for the Broncos. We'll take it with them. This timeout brought to you by ENT Physicians at Kearney. We're back right after this. Experience matters. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center has physicians who are devoted to the medical and surgical treatment of ear, nose, throat, head, and neck disorders in adults and children. See Dr. Conley, Dr. Johnson, and Dr. Blake at Kearney ENT and see why experience matters to them. Their main office is located in Kearney. However, they are where you are. With six satellite locations located throughout central Nebraska, they provide the highest quality care to everyone. ENT Physicians of Kearney and Family Hearing Center, specializing in you. Well, again, the uh, Bulldogs in great shape here. Less than six minutes to go. They're up by 28 points. And Mullen facing now fourth and 10. So they call the timeout to try to figure out what their strategy is going to be. It's playoffs. You know, you're not worried about what the final point spread is. No. You're going to go for it. And they're going to spread out things. They're going to be two wide receivers to the left, one to the right. There is going to be a running back here behind Moore. And it's going to be a double pass. They get it out here for Emerson. Emerson's going to throw the ball deep, and it's going to be incomplete. A couple of guys slip down, including the intended receiver, uh, Bryce McIntosh. But I'll tell you what, if number eight doesn't slip, Tice Westland has that one in his sights. He's got an interception with forward momentum coming from where he was running, and he might uh, have gotten that in the end zone because there wasn't going to be a – he was going to have a head of steam yeah. With only one or two Mullen guys with any chance of even getting to him. Tell you what, that was, uh, I know uh, they wanted to throw the ball there in Emerson, but uh, when he reared back to throw it, there wasn't anybody in front of him. I think he could have ran for the first down instead of throwing that, but everybody was expecting the double throw there. So be first and 10, ball at the 26-yard line. Already up by 28. Here comes Pleasanton with the football. They'll hand the ball off to the... Uh, Back in the eye, and uh, not much room to run there for Zach Hill. And so Zach Hill's first carry of the night. Starting to slowly trickle in some of the backups here. So Hill gains maybe about one. We saw Zach earlier this year against Overton have about 
eight or nine carries in a row, it looked like. And, uh, you know, he gets uh, gets some nice yardage uh, when he gets his opportunities. You and I have been kind of a good luck charm here for Well, I don't think Pleasanton. we've seen Pete Well, that Town. they've also played pretty well all year, too. Right. Kingston will pitch the ball back out here for Hill. Hill off that left side. Can't quite get to the edge, and he'll gain nothing on the play. Well, we happen to just keep following a pretty good football team around. That, uh, that doesn't hurt none. Yeah. Well, some of the uh, Pleasanton starters coming out of the game and getting their ice-cold <laughs> drinks out of the cooler there. Didn't need any ice tonight, fellas. Did not need no. any ice tonight, no. The coolers kept the beverages warm tonight. 4.37 to go. Kingston still in at uh, quarterback. He's in under center, and he'll hand the ball off to Zach Hill right up the middle, and Zach Hill will gain maybe about one yard on the play. And so it's going to set up now fourth and eight here for Pleasanton, who has a 46-18 to 18 lead. Just taking Four. their sweet time, yep. letting the clock run. And you ask, why is your starting quarterback still out there? Well, you want to make sure on this cold night that you have a good exchange. Yep. You're not necessarily adding, looking to tack on points, but you want to hold on to the ball and take some time off the clock, and you don't want to risk that quarterback well, and, exchange. And you don't have to give the ball to the quarterback. He can hand off every time. Now, granted, Kobe Martinson's played enough quarterback this year. He might be able to do it. I'll pitch the ball back out here for uh, that time. It's uh, Copeland. Copeland Karstens, and he's going to be knocked back for a loss of about two. And that was on fourth down, so this time I've noticed that it was fourth down, and <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't Tom Brady it. We're still, uh, it's like Mullen might start to throw a couple different cats in the ball game as well. Yeah, yeah. They've got the ball at the 26-yard line, down by 28. 46-18 is our score. So moving on in the playoffs will be Pleasanton. But as we mentioned at the beginning of our broadcast, we don't know who they play because they're going to reseed after this game. Change at quarterback, and they'll just pitch the ball back out here for uh, Clayton Moore, who's playing the eye-back position. Kind of an interesting look there to take your starting quarterback. who has been uh, chased all night and put him put a bigger target on him at running back. Yeah. Chase Gracie, a freshman, he comes in at quarterback. Gain of about five here for more. You know, I mentioned earlier this um, the Mullen team, you know, historically, they go to the playoffs every year. But they only have two seniors this year. So this is a this is a bunch of kids that are going to get some playoff experience this year and come back. And you would expect to see them again for more, year number 19. Yeah, more uh, on the carry. Caden uh, Keyshaw is uh, in on the tackle. Also in on the tackle was uh, Mason Lammers. It's a gain of about two here for Moore. And he'll set up now third and a three. And again, Moore will be in the eye. And they'll hand off to the fullback right up the middle, and he's going to have enough for the first down. And that's going to be Denier. And he's going to end up gaining about five. He's had a rough night tonight. He has. Wholesale substitutions for the Broncos at this point. Looks like they brought a whole eight in. Oh, Line change. Quarterback will stay. Yeah, your freshman quarterback is your second string quarterback yep. there. So 250 to go. First and 10 here for Mullen. 
near midfield or just short of it at the 38-yard line. And a handoff right up the middle. And not much room to run there at all for uh, Eli Pearson. And uh, getting part of the tackle there was Carson again. Carson's with a nice little tackle. Also from the uh, D-line there, Lammer's got a piece of that. Gain of about three. Going straight, straight eye formation. Themselves, they're going to let the clock run and get their young kids some carries and opportunity to play some ball. And a quick little pitch to the outside, and uh, it's uh, Keyshaw makes the tackle. That'll be a loss on the play that time. So not really much uh, room to run there for Paxton. So we'll be third and uh, about six, maybe seven for Mullen here. Bulldogs will move on. Like we said, they're going to reseed, so we don't know who they play. A little bit of movement up front. And I don't know if your freshman quarterback uh, did a hard count there, but a couple, well, of, Bulldogs, a couple he, of Bulldogs jumped off sides. I think he said, let's try and get a first down with the backup, so let's get it third and one, please, or third and two. So that'll... Get him five yards closer, and it will set up now third and a long two, or a short three, you can call it. And again, under center here is going to be Gracie. Gracie will hand it off to his eye back. And again, that'll be enough for Paxton to get the first down. I think the officials are at the point. Let's, uh, let's get out of here as well. I think there's about three Broncos that fall started on that play, but... Uh, I think the officials are tired of blowing their whistle tonight, too. <laughs> Enough for the first down. With a minute 13 to go here, this will probably be the last drive of the game. And the quarterback's going to keep it, and he breaks into the uh, open area, and he will be uh, pulled down because of the speed here by Taggett Nilsson. Nilsson able to make the play there on Chase Gracie. Pretty good thing he did make that tackle because uh looked for a second like he had a chance to score. No matter. Nilsson, it just outran him. Yeah. So gain of eight here for Gracie. He'll set up now second and two. Made the tackle inbounds. So they'll snap this one with 41 seconds to go. Gracie in under center. He's looking to throw, and he's going to throw the ball on this left side. It's going to be complete to a wide open receiver, and that'll be a touchdown here for Ethan Harden. That'll be good from 22 yards. Quarterback does a little bootleg action and. Tight ends run a crossing route, and one clears out for the other wide open. That'll be a nice uh, remembrance for that freshman to get a touchdown. In the playoffs. In the playoffs. And, again, Ethan Harden, also a freshman. He gets in there for yeah. the touchdown. Stops the clock with 31.8 to go here. 46-24 is our score. And Gracie will be in under center, and he'll drop the football, and Pleasanton will envelop him. So the try for two will be no good. So a five-points bank touchdown, freshman to freshman here for Mullen. But again, it'll be all Bulldogs tonight. They lead it 46-24. They'll get their hands back on the football and be in victory formation when we return right after this. 
Tired of looking at your family as they stare into their phones? Why not give them something incredible to look at, like Mother Nature, while cruising around in a new or used boat from Buzz's Marine? Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer, can help you and your family unplug and de-stress in a healthy way on the water. They have sport and surf boats, deck boats, fishing boats, and pontoons and triple tunes. Whatever you choose, you can't lose. Find out more today at Buzz's Marine, your Yamaha outboard dealer at 5th and Central Kearney, or online at Buzz's Marine. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair, because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back here. Kick off to Zach Hill. Hill gets the sideline. Down the sideline he goes. He's got one man to beat, and he's going to get pushed out of bounds at the 10-yard line. So it'll be first and goal from the 10. Zach Hill, who had a big night against uh, Overton, is able to make a nice return. Yeah, looking about a probably about a 50-yarder there by the time. It was tough to tell. The ball was uh, squib-kicked and bouncing around. He just picked it up, broke a couple tackles, and uh, well, nice play there. So 20.2. I don't know if it changes your thought process as they'll hand the ball off to Hill. Hill drops the ball. Mullen's going to fall on it at the 9-yard line. And so Mullen will get the ball back after the uh, fumble. And so a missed opportunity here for those kids that were trying to get that last, try to get that other touchdown back. That's right. And again, a great return by Hill. And it was well blocked. I think Mullen here just run the ball and yeah, I think call it a night. Yeah, I think it's going to be just a simple little run. They go two tight ends, I formation. Gracie will hand the ball off. And uh, they, they keep pulling at Paxton there, and Paxton is going to gain. Well, I'll get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's going to be it. As the uh, tackle was led there by, uh, I think, Kessler Dixon, and that will be the final play of the football game. So 46-24, your final in this one, as Pleasanton is able to run the ball very effectively tonight and able to uh, hold Mullen at bay for a 22-point win here at home. Great, 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 uh, great job all night by the offensive line. There was a, you know, there was a, a seed of doubt to start the second half when Mullen went down and scored, uh, but make to make it a ten-point game, twenty-two to twelve. But uh, from that point on, uh, you know, Mullen, or Mullen couldn't stop Pleasanton at all all night long. So, um, you know, it got it got down to a ten-point game, and then next thing you know, Pleasanton scores uh, twenty-four unanswered, and Mullen only ran four plays. Uh, in between there because of that weird uh, kickoff situation that we were talking about earlier. So um, Pleasanton just kept pounding and pounding and pounding. They didn't have to go to the air tonight. Um, something that they can uh, save for another day. Yeah, well, Trevin went, though, rushed for 254 yards. And, again, that offensive line, a big part of that. But Trevin went, you know, he, he ran the ball very effectively. Sure, sometimes he was five yards down the field before he made a play. Yeah. Sometimes he was bottled up, bounced it to the outside, and got a 55-yarder out of it. Yeah, that's a great job of him being patient all night long. There was some, uh, you know, if he was less patient, he would have gotten still positive yards, but he wouldn't have bounced uh, any of those out to get those big touchdown runs. So 
you know, he's an athlete. You got to get him a chance to get, to, to get into that space. But a lot of that was him, you know, taking his time and, and not forcing the issue. Well, uh, Pleasanton will now move on to the playoffs, to the round of 16 that will be reseeded statewide so they can go anywhere. Uh, but uh, they know that they're, they're going to be going somewhere right. as they win this one by a final of 46 to 24. We're going to step away for a moment. When we come back, we'll have the new West Sports Medicine and North Peak Surgery postgame show coming up right after this. South Central Diesel of Holdridge has over 100 years of diesel fuel injection experience and has been putting customer relationships first since 1971. They are factory authorized to repair all types of diesel fuel injection systems and have a full-service drive-in repair facility to repair your diesel Ford, Chevy, or Dodge pickup. SCD's factory trained technicians are committed to providing the best service to their customers. Stop by 115 South East Avenue in Holdridge for all your diesel pickup repairs, pumps and injectors, diesel performance parts, and turbochargers. Or call them at 1-800-228-8482 to put them to work for you whether it's a car accident storm damage or fire when the unthinkable happens it doesn't matter if you save money in 15 minutes in this moment it doesn't matter if your neighbor has the same insurance you do in this moment what matters is that barney insurance your independent insurance agent and the company that stands behind them have you covered auto owners insurance the no problem people contact barney insurance now at the corner of avenue ann and 56th street in carney also holbridge lexington and lincoln barneyinsurance.net about 90 years before the seeds for the trees that produce the lumber that they sell were even planted mead lumber was born in nebraska so now when you have the seed of an idea for a new building project from concept to design delivery to installation mead lumber in carney has a team of professionals to assist you with every phase of your project and service that you'd expect from a neighbor. Stop by Mead Lumber at 1440 West 56th Street to get started. Log on to MeadLumber.com. Mead Lumber in Kearney proudly supports all area athletes. At your friendly Friesen Ford, they know life can be busy, so they have your best interest in mind by providing a quick, easy car buying experience. When looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Friesen Ford makes it easy for you by offering financing options, pending credit approval, a great selection of vehicles, as well as a friendly sales team that works with you to find a vehicle that will fit your needs and your budget. See the selection today just off I-80 in Aurora or online at FriesenFord.com. For sales, service, parts, trust your friendly Friesen Ford team. And welcome back here to Pleasanton as the uh, Bulldogs win this one very comfortably, uh, able to uh, outdistance themselves, and uh, congratulations to them. They get a move on here in the state football playoffs. You're listening to the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. Randy Bushker and Scott Mulring and Coach, uh, they just really were very effective all night tonight. Was uh, was Pleasanton as they win this one comfortably, forty six to twenty four. Yeah, I, I was uh, just trying to play the old memory banks here. I'm not sure if uh, you know Pleasanton had any negative yards rushing on the night. Maybe maybe just two or three plays where they might have dropped a snap or something. I, I, I don't. I'm having a hard time coming up with it because. Every single play, they were getting three, four, or five yards of carry, and then they were busting a big one. Yeah, so one. They, they were in they were in control the whole night. Yeah, one. And again, well, it, it starts with Trevin Went. Went carried the ball twenty one times tonight for two hundred and fifty four yards. Had a huge night running the football. And kind enough to join us to talk about it as we'll total up the numbers here is uh, Tyce Westland. As we'll get him all wired up here, and it's a short cord, Coach. You're going to have to join me. 
congratulations. I, your game plan was to run the football, and, boy, you guys really ran the football tonight. Yeah, you had to do it according to the weather here. Nice playoff football weather, and we had to run the ball, did a great job. Your 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 O line. I mean, obviously we, we can talk about when here in a little bit, yeah. but your O line really dominated things all night tonight. Yeah, that was great to see. They're getting off the ball well. Uh, did a little option up there. You know, they were doing the reads well, but just the surge of power coming off that line on the snap. That was great. Those guys did a great job up front. But and there was a few times where things were bottled up and uh, went uh, made a nice little read, bounced to the outside, yep. and you know some huge runs here tonight. Fifty three yards, fifty five, forty one. I mean, just right there, it, it, you, you add up two hundred fifty yards pretty quick when yeah, you he looked get like runs a, like that. He kind of looked like a human pinball game out there. He was bouncing around and took off down the way to get down the field quick. Yeah, you know, one of the things I think that uh, really helped him tonight. He was being patient. I. I thought when uh, you were doing some base block and Mullen was kind of holding the ground, but the minute you started pulling guys, that they you had way more bodies at the point of attack, yeah. and that really set the tone uh, for you guys yeah. tonight. Kids did a great job. It was nice to see him kind of setting them up with some things, uh, and then we start pulling, like you said, and get yeah. just over flooding that area of the field, and he waits, and he's patient, and he follows his blockers there. Sure. You know, I, I, I don't necessarily think coming in, I, I thought that you guys would not attempt a pass in the second half, but the fact that you didn't was a sign that you were in control. Yes, it just kind of run the clock, you know, keep pushing the ball. It was working, didn't need to get too uh, creative with our offense today. And on the other side, your defense. And again, I thought I thought your defensive line dominated things yes, on that side did. of the ball. Yep, they were controlling their guys up front, letting the backers flow. Uh, defensive ends did a good job stringing th- some things out, and our linebackers did a great job. We worked a lot this week on pursuing inside out because a lot of times we'll overrun those guys on the sweeps, and they did a good job of just right. staying on that inside hip throughout the play. You know, just thinking of the history of the two teams, I mean, Mullen threw the ball how many times in the second half, and you guys didn't throw it at all. Yes. Who would have ever thought that yes, coming that was... into a, a playoff game with Mullen and Pleasanton that – the, the total roles of the of the teams would reverse yeah, like I'm that. Yeah, pre- pretty sure the people at home probably thought you two lost your minds and didn't yeah. know who had the ball here at times. But, uh, yeah, we were, uh, kind of took a page out of old Coach Brown's uh, playbook yeah, there. Just absolutely. To, you know, methodic run game and use the clock up and just power run. Was it a strategy to truly, really try to make sure that uh, their leading rusher, uh, Joseph Denaire, didn't get on track tonight because he finished with zero yards? Oh, the kids just did a good job just with their reads up front. Uh, we worked a lot of that. Uh, I don't think it mattered who was going to run the ball. The kids just had their keys that they needed to follow, and they did a super job on defense. You know, one of the one of the things that I'm I'm sure you're struggling with right now is, you know, it's a playoff night. You usually know who you're going to play. Yeah, right now you do. What do you, you kind of okay, get ready to prepare? But what do you what are you thinking? Uh, you know, I mean, how how do you you got to have a quick turnaround here. To, yes, to start. you do. I yep. mean, you got to fire away mm-hmm. tapes and stuff to, like tonight, tomorrow morning, the minute you find yep, out. Very so. similar to the way or what happened last Saturday. You know, the bracket came out. We scrounged around, got what we could, you know, with huddle right. nowadays. It's so easy yeah. uh, to get those from people. But it's just it's exciting, too, because knowing that we might go to the east and play somebody. Right. See a team that we have no history with. Never and seen some of those kids Haven't before. been yeah, in that part of the or state. It's just going to be fun. You know, it's like you're 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 excited to see that first round of the bracket come out excited to see who you can see or who you see like we saw Mullen and you get to have that same excitement again tonight or tomorrow sure. morning when that comes out again yeah yeah so it'll be interesting and and uh, probably should know you know fairly early in fact if you get coaches out there they'll start just penciling out the brackets you'll have yeah. an idea here yes with you guys starting at an hour before a lot of the other games so it'll be a while before you do that oh. but you know you could go in a myriad of places but and one of the things that right now, if the brackets held up, it would be Sandhill Stedford. Yeah, it could be. And we, you know, we kind of took a beating from them. our kids. You know, we they know they didn't play the best they could. They're a great team. We'd like to have another shot just, you know, 
maybe save face a little bit. You know, if we get beat by a great team like that again, so be it. You know, they have a very talented team and great coach up there with Josh. Well, but again, if you guys play like you did, I mean, I have to feel that you guys really got a little bit of momentum here. Yeah. You know, you got a, a bad start uh, last week, but this week, you know, your first uh, series wasn't overly effective, but then you got things yeah, going. And, and then after that, you never look back. Yeah, we talked about that a lot this week preparing for uh, Mullen was kind of resiliency, like, you know, we know what taste we had in our mouth for football, period. You know, we didn't weren't too excited about it after walking off the field, getting beat that bad by Sandhill Stedford. But the kids, we had the best week of practice. We asked them just to give it your best at practice, celebrate with your teammates when you do something good, and that carried through to the start of the game tonight. Well, you had a lot to celebrate tonight, and uh, the kids responded. Yes, they did. They did a great job. Yeah. Hey, Ricky, appreciate the time. Thank you. Hey, Thanks for covering us, guys. We'll have another best week of practice, right? We'll do. Yeah. 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 All right. Ricky Westland, head football coach here for Pleasanton, as the Bulldogs on their home field have no problem really with uh, Mullen. A final in this one, a 46-24. to 24. We'll step away for a moment, give you some of our uh, numbers, and we'll still total everything up. We'll be back right after this. On a winning sports team, all the players work together and good things happen. And this sports broadcast on Platte River Radio happens because of a strong local team. The businesses you hear during this game know the value of advertising their message to sports fans. Our sponsors tell their story to thousands of Central Nebraska listeners every week. That helps their business grow and it makes these broadcasts possible. We'd love to have you join our sports sponsorship team. Go to platteriverradio.com slash advertise and get in the game with us. Ravenna Sanitation provides the perfect solution for any solid containment requirement. From the old shingles off your roof to a remodeled job, Ravenna Sanitation delivers a roll-off box to your house or side of the project. You fill it up and they pick it up. No more making several trips back and forth to the dump. Rely on Ravenna Sanitation to take care of it for you. Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery is now offering an orthopedic rapid care clinic. During these uncertain times, our goal is to help take the burden off of our local hospitals. New West Sports Medicine is now offering a walk-in clinic for your orthopedic problems, Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. No appointments necessary. Most major insurance is accepted. Call 308-865-2570 for more information. New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery's new rapid care clinic. Great Western Bank in Kearney is a proud supporter of all area athletes and would like to wish them good luck in their competition. Great Western Bank, making life great. Our focus is on relationship-based consumer business and agribusiness banking, offering personal checking, banking on the go, mortgage, savings accounts, money management, and much more. Find out which account is right for you at 2121st Avenue in Kearney. Great Western Bank, making life great. Good luck, athletes. Well, Pleasanton really dominated the game, and they dominated the statistics. As we mentioned, Trevin Went has carried the ball 21 times for 254 yards. Tice Westland had five carries for 39 yards. Craig Kingston, 15 carries for 53 yards. Broderick Pates had four carries for 11 yards. Zach Hill had two carries for uh, two, excuse me, three carries for two yards. And we had a carry here by Copeland Karstens for uh, no gain on the play. Overall, 359 yards rushing for Pleasanton. They did not attempt to pass in the second half. Kobe Martinson was one out of one for eight yards. Craig Kingston threw five balls. Four of them were complete. 
Uh, Tice Westland caught all five pass completions tonight for 71 yards. So 71 yards in the air tonight for Pleasanton to go with another 259 yards uh, on the ground. So that's uh, 430 yards of offense even here for Pleasanton. For Mullen running the ball, Jane Emerson had one carry for 58 yards. Clayton Moore carried the ball 14 times for 36 yards. Brendan Wilker had seven carries for 21 yards. Joseph Denayer, their leading rusher, had seven carries for no yards. Eli Paxton, late in the game, carried the ball twice for eight yards. And Chance Gracie had one carry for eight yards. 32 rushes, 132 yards here for Mullen as they went to the air 24 times tonight. Uh, passing 9 of 23 was Clayton Moore for 130 yards, had a couple of interceptions in there. Uh, Jaden Emerson had uh, three catches for 54 yards. Brandon Walker had uh, three catches for 19 yards. Uh, Joseph Denayer, one catch for 15 yards. Bryce McIntosh had three catches for 43 yards. And there was a 22-yard pass completion from uh, Chase Gracie out to another freshman, Ethan Harden. Uh, That was good for 22 yards and a touchdown. So in the air, they were 152 yards in the air, 283 yards total offense, 430, though, for Pleasanton. And again, the turnovers for Mullen, including a bizarre onside kick, uh, gave uh, a little bit of momentum to Pleasanton as uh, they never trailed in the game. Uh, They led uh, early on here. 22 to nothing. Looked like they were going to maybe go up 30 to nothing. Interception in the end zone. 79-yard uh, uh, march by Mullen late in that second quarter. Mullen then took the ensuing second-half kickoff in for a touchdown. It was 22 to 12. But then after that, Trevin went 55-yard run, went with a 41-yard touchdown run, then a 14-yarder in back-to-back-to-back drives, and uh, Pleasanton outdistances themselves from Mullen. A final in this one to 46-24. Yeah, just a great job uh, by Pleasanton offensive line all night, uh, really controlling uh, the game. Uh, obviously, when you uh, have 430 yards of offense, your your O line had a great night. So, uh, good job by Pleasanton. Uh, you know, you you saw glimpses of Mullen uh, trying to get themselves back in the ball game, but it was just, uh, you know, Pleasanton has that experience from a year ago and just you know, more mature football team right now. Well, as uh, we pointed out with Coach Westland, don't know who they're going to play because they're going to redraw things, but we do know the Bulldogs are going to move on thanks to their uh, nice win tonight, 46-22 to 22 is the final. Scott, appreciate the time, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Scott Mooring with us. I'm Randy Bushcutter. Our engineer back uh, in the studios is uh, uh, Grant Ty. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget the Friday Night Scoreboard Show coming up at the completion of our game over on Power 99. And at last report, uh, it is uh, Arcadia Loop City on the road leading at halftime, 38-7 to over Amherst. Again, we'll have our Friday night or Thursday night scoreboard show, I guess, coming up later tonight on Power 99. I'm Randy Bushkeyer. Thanks for joining us. Good night, everybody. The proceeding has been a Platte River Radio ESPN Tri-City Sports Production brought to you by Platte River Preps. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, visit platteriverpreps.com.